0: This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris.
1: I'm Billy Nutwill,
0: <laughs> and I'm Installation Zero Zero. And uh, why don't we let Installation 0 tell
2: tell us who he is first, and then I'll have Billy pipe in. So I'm a, I'm a Halo YouTuber. I create. Um, uh, I'm probably best known for my most detailed breakdowns uh, of uh, Halo technology. So like breakdowns of uh, Mjolnir, um the different generations, uh, the different marks of the first generation, including. Um, augmentations, and uh, probably best known for my most detailed breakdown of the Pillar of Autumn.
0: Definitely go check out his videos and go subscribe to his channel if you happen to be watching us and you're not already subscribed. All right, Billy. against the law. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Billy, why don't you tell everybody who you are?
1: Hi, I am Billy, and I put out content on Viznawesome sometimes when I can get a consistent schedule, but... Um, I put out gaming videos, but I cut out all of the um, parts where people breathe real hard into the mic and try to add a lot more comedy instead.
2: <laughs> um, I don't, I don't I, do that, do I?
1: No, you're I fine. So. You're awesome. I, my first videos were horrendous. Um, I, I do that, but I kind of jumped into podcasting lately and I've been doing uh, Crisis Comics and Cameos where I break down... All of the rumors and uh, different movies and media outlets, including comics, of uh, DC, Marvel, and even independent stuff. Um, We're trying to slowly jump into that because I'm a huge comic book nerd and I love stuff.
0: Who's going to be your most uh, recent guest on your comic podcast? (laughs) Oh
1: my god. Chris is awesome and he joined and it's so great that (laughs) he joined me to talk about Arrow. And that should be out. By the time this episode is out, hopefully. And I look
0: very stupid, but Billy's very studious, so he lo- he makes everybody look better in that podcast. I got your back, man. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're here to cover with Billy and Installation Zero Zero. Uh, that, and Will is on vacation for the next two weeks, so you won't see him for at least two... Oh, I'm sorry. Previous week and this week. Okay, we're recording these in advance. I keep getting lost on my time my timetable here. <laughs> All right, so today is... Um, I'm going to do it like Will, so don't make fun of me. Panic Monday. Okay. Good enough. Um today we're covering the Half Life Alex launch, but before we do that, I've got a couple quick topics. First one is the Halo Nerf guns are releasing on October first, twenty twenty. That's pretty exciting.
2: Yeah. You guys yeah, checked been, into just, that, I'm just, sure. Just, yeah i mean just just knowing what the community are like for for um for like cosplay and stuff i mean there's there's some incredible cosplay outfits out there knowing that they're making halo nerf guns you can guarantee that the 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 next um the next cosplay event that you see people are going to be going to be sporting these things with like custom paint jobs and i mean if you guys have seen some of the stuff like adam savage has done with some of his nerf gun creations and things like that and um and officially aging them and making them look gritty and like real weapons. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what the, the community come out with um in the, in regards to cosplay. Yeah. Stuff looks
0: great. I well, want so then... you can
2: get, get to shoot your friends for real. I mean...
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um and then the second quick topic I've got is that Ori in the Wild of Wisps came out March eleventh.
1: That, um, I've seen a pretty big, like, just at my store alone, like, I've seen a lot of people come out of the woodwork for that game, like, Ori's got a pretty small cult following from what I've seen. Nice. But it's Ori's gotten small. a lot
0: more popular lately.
2: Well, it's still, it's still under the radar as far as I'm concerned, that's uh, that's a new one on me, so the, the following is evidently small enough that it's, it's missed my radar. Oh, it's, um, it's
0: a Xbox exclusive, uh, 2D platformer set in a forest, um, and the main character, uh, the first game is called Ori and the Blind Forest. Um, okay. Correct, correct, uh, Billy? Yep, nope, that's it. And it's it's like a different take on like a Metroidvania-style 2D platformer, kind of. Okay, cool. Um But it's much, much, much more artistic.
2: Sounds good, sounds good. It's yeah, really I, really pretty rely, pretty. I rely upon a lot of other YouTubers doing like playthroughs of these kind of games uh, to be aware of them, you know. Especially kinda of some of the more like um obscure like indie games and, and yeah, it's sort of the the, the the smaller games. I'll I give you a quick on. preview. Go on. Let's see here it is. I remember seeing um what was it called? So that's the artistic
0: Her- style right there. Oh yeah. That's quite cool. I like that. So it's like it's almost like a Metroidvania kind of thing, but it's not, it's more of a exploration platformer. Yeah. Um and it's in this forest where you're and I don't know what the plot line is for the second game, but the first one it's like a decaying forest and he's trying to save it. I'll so have to have a look. It's pretty I'll have to neat. Have a look. Pretty You game. Um all right, so now we're into the main topic. Half Life Alex is launching on the day this podcast will go live. March twenty third, 2020, so this will be a super relevant podcast, that's why I did it Um, (laughs) It's almost
2: almost like, yeah, you planned this (laughs)
0: uh, Occasionally my plans work out, occasionally So the last Half-Life release in the series was Half-Life 2 Episode 2 in 2007 That's 13 years ago It is a flagship VR game, and it is releasing on a lot of VR platforms. If I knew all of them, I would tell you right now, but I am so lost on VR, it's not even funny. Um, the Alex trailer was watched over 10 million times in 24 hours since it was released. Um, that was back in what, November, December? I don't remember. Um the valve index headset controllers and base stations all sold out in the us canada and europe within a week of the game's announcement and by mid-january 2020 they were sold out in all 31 regions the units are offered any hope of a half-life 3 game allegedly rests on the shoulders of this game okay Mm. so what i want to talk about is discuss the return of a legendary franchise such as half-life after a 13-year hiatus Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that
2: well, the the fact that it was it was viewed so many times after thirteen years of effectively being absent, I mean, that that says that there's still so. I mean, I always see like on, on different forums and, and even even my own Discord, people saying about like need they need a new Half-Life and Half-Life <laughs> needs to be brought back. And I, it was an awesome series of games. I, I remember first being introduced to it. My brother used to play it on his on his really old like desktop PC um, back in the day. Um, and yeah, the the fact that it can be viewed that many times, thirteen years after, after being effectively absent from from the gaming market, just shows that there's still a huge cult following for this game.
0: Yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts. What do you think, Billy? Have, have you seen anything crazy at GameStop since that's happened?
1: I haven't seen anything crazy at GameStop, but I can I can I've been following Half Life for a while. I'm not like the craziest. Like like I love the game. I played them all. But um, something that is really weird is like. Um, With this game coming out before it was announced, they they didn't a lot of the team left Valve like during that, you know, 13 year hiatus. And one of the story, like the big story writers from it um, ended up posting on Reddit under like a um, a it wasn't right. But um, one of the things is they've discussed Half-Life 3 multiple, multiple times. And they discussed what the ending was supposed to be like for it. And he outlined. Can I pause um, you for a second? I'm not going to spoil anything. It, no, I'm
0: pretty but, sure yeah. it was half life two episode three that he gave the storyline to. It I don't, think, been. I don't that, think it was half life right. three itself.
1: That could have been right. That's, that's completely okay. But my, my thing is like, I'm really excited and I hope half life goes forward. But like, I just, I'm worried because it's been such a long hiatus that if they do do a third one, that like, there will be a, some big changes and change is good, but changes it's, it's worrisome. Cause it's kind of like how kingdom hearts went. Like,
0: I'm worried, but
1: I'm excited. I'm excited, but worried.
0: I mean, they could surprise everybody and pull off what Donkey Kong Country Returns did with the Donkey Kong Country franchise. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's true. That was pretty awesome what they did with that. Um, and that was a different studio, even. This is still the same studio, different people in the same studio, but still under the same house, right? Still under Valve. Um, the only thing my nerves are racking right now is this is a VR game. Like, yeah. if you mess up a VR game, it's immediately noticeable. <laughs> so if you're yeah, doing this, I hope they put every last effort into it.
2: I mean, just, just the trailer, just the footage that I've, that I've seen of the game, it's just seeing Half-Life in that kind of graphic fidelity. Um, it's just absolutely insane. I mean, it was it was scary enough back in the day when the graphics were sort of a bit clunky and, you know, very polygonal. But to, to see the way that the graphics has evolved and see, and see Half-Life, with new life breathed into it, is just absolutely intense.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I think it's super cool uh, that it's coming off the heels of Black Mesa. <laughs> I mean, yeah, how epic is that? Half Life One remake, and then boom, right after it, Half Life Alex. It's like Half Life month up here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, ultimately, like I like say, so, I mean, VR, VR, sort of still an, an emerging market. I mean, it's it's certainly taken off better. Um, than a lot of other previous attempts at like sort of new technological innovations. you know we had that sort of the 3D craze a while back where like TVs were being made in 3D, um, but there was not yeah. really much in the way of content for them. It kind of again it was one of those kind of things that were kind of kind of a a come and go kind of situation. VR seems to have like hooked and caught itself and it's it's growing with popularity. I mean the Oculus Rift um, is probably one of the most um, one of the most accomplished um, VR headsets out there. Um, I know the HTC do one and 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 a few other um a few other organizations, but it's it's the, the 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 VR gaming industry seems to be starting to escalate and starting to kick off and this 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 almost demand for immersion. I mean, I've 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 done videos on the idea of using um, Microsoft's um, Hololens. Oh yeah, that's pretty uh, neat. for like Halo would be pretty cool to actually superimpose Chief's HUD onto the Hololens. So. You kind of you kind of got that like bringing the information of the game out into the real world, so to speak, pulling it off of the screen and, and, and into your vision. So for VR to be able to be catching the way it is, and then effectively to to be graced with a, a, a game franchise as legendary as as Half Life, I, I can't see it. as long as they're as long as they're as attentive and as um, as passionate about the the franchise as they ever have been. Um, I can't see that a VR game of Half-Life is going to flop, especially with the kind of reception that it's received from the masses.
0: My thought process on this is, here's what I think happened. Steam was working on their VR headset for years, right? They've been they've been thinking about VR, I think since, I think I read somewhere, 2007, like way before anybody else was kind of doing anything with VR in the gaming sphere. Um, yeah. And essentially, they were getting a little fed up with the games they were seeing put out on the VR headsets, especially their own. Um, And essentially, they decided, well, what can we do better than to show people what to do? Well, yeah. And with Half-Life, they've pretty much been at the forefront of every type of change in gameplay since they released Half-Life in the first place.
2: I mean, it is quite kind of convenient, you know. So if if they've been looking at VR headsets since 2007, and it's now 2020... 13 years later you know, <laughs> it's around the time that that half-life disappeared the first time and it kind of makes sense now if you think about it they were waiting for the technology or they were developing the technology to be there in order to kind of relaunch half-life in the way that they have and it's i really hope if that if, if that is sort of the, the, the story that's been going on behind the scenes i really hope that this comes to fruition and and skyrockets valve back up to the kind of the forefront of the gaming industry because they i mean the the original the original games were awesome and they really deserve it so,
0: given that we know Half Life <clears throat> Alex is a thing, and given that we know the VR thing is going on, um, should they remake Half Life Two in the three episode or the third episode of Half Life Two uh, that they were originally going to make back in '07? Is there any reason to go back and finish what they started with Half Life Two? Mm.
1: Um, so- I don't know. Oh, yeah, you can go ahead, Zero.
2: Yeah, i'm on the fence i'm on the fence about it i mean it's not to say that i don't like like graphical remasters and things like that i mean obviously halo's got its fair share of um <laughs> of graphical remasters in the recent in the recent era um but um i think in some cases sometimes it is best to kind of leave it alone and, and and focus on the projects ahead as opposed to kind of just remastering what's already been done i mean yeah they breathe new life into it in most cases but um but the amount of resources the amount of t- uh, you know man man hours the amount of um of, of finance and time that goes into creating even a remaster could be more more intelligently used for a, for a franchise that's been absent for 13 years um, to making this new edition particularly epic as opposed to kind of splitting your force, you know?
0: Yeah, I can see that. Um, my, my thought process on it is um, if you're sticking to VR headsets going forward, um probably leave Halo or Halo Half-Life 2 where it is. Um and maybe if you do Half-Life 3, give a video that would have re- would like summarize the events that should have happened at the end of Half-Life 2. That way you're start, starting with a fresh slate in Half-Life 3. That's my thought process. I know it's a little kind of cheapens the ending of Half-Life 2, episode what episode 3 would have been. But it also mm. saves you the the saves you the, the turmoil of trying to tie in the story to the third yeah. game.
2: Yeah, and ultimately, if you, I mean, I know I know of a few game franchises that have done something similar. And if you, if as long as you make that that initial cutscene sort of skippable, I suppose, then the, the the diehard fans that know the story in and out can can happily skip and get straight into the gameplay. But the ones who kind of want to be reacquainted with it, or the ones that are new to the franchise, can get a, a feel for what's gone on before. So um is VR the right choice going forward or do we want to
0: see it also make it onto PCs and consoles?
1: I VR definitely, man. Like the biggest like even with the market of VR, I, I feel like more top tier developers should put stuff like put more stock into VR. So seeing, you know, Valve actually take an interest in it will hopefully get a lot more big companies putting putting a lot more time and effort into like really maximizing on the VR, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, I, Hololens for Microsoft is, is sort of been on the horizon for a while. I'm pretty sure you know, sort of Sony have uh, have been sort of pushing the are pushing some boundaries of VR. It it it's it seems like the big players in the gaming industry are starting to come around to the idea of of using VR either either to augment the the gaming platforms that they've already got, or to be kind of a standalone you know sort of gaming experience separate from the consoles they've already got. Um, but just yeah, the fact the fact that Valve have, have put the effort into looking into it. I mean, VR you only have to you know sort of do a quick scour of YouTube and you can find dozens of of really popular YouTubers rock you know sort of aimlessly wandering around their rooms <laughs> with their headsets on, you know, um, and 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 just you know playing playing some really even even like the games don't have to necessarily be like graphically you know insane as far as as far as how detailed they are. Just, just simple little interactive games. Um, are enough for people to to really engage and to to get a feel for for the the, the VR experience.
0: Yeah, I can feel that. Um, I think the only thing that VR is still trying to break free of is the anti-social aspects of it. Same same problem that the dang virtual boy had in the '90s, right? Mm. It's very difficult to have um, like a, a social gathering with VR in the same room. You really can't do it to the same effect as you can couch co-op games such as Halo Three, Halo Four, uh, at least not in the same way.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I could, I could agree with that. Unless, unless there's a new little innovation or something like that that allows um, sort of almost a kind of an awareness of what's going on around you in the room, um, right. and not just the screen. But then that would, you know, that may detract from the actual immersion factor of Mm -hmm. the VR. So, yeah, unless something new emerges like that, it's, yeah, it is a very, um, a very kind of solo experience. I think that's the
0: biggest thing going against it. But solo experiences are pretty popular right now. Um, couch co op is kind of going away, which I hate that. I hate the fact that couch co op is kind of going away. But, um, if it does, in fact, actually go away and solo play becomes, the norm across the entire industry, VR will probably be very, very, very prominent at that point.
2: I mean, it'd be be a real shame if if we were to lose sort of the, 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 yeah, the couch co-op kind of aspect of gaming. Um, Because, I mean, some of my fondest memories from childhood are, you know, lugging my old Xbox, you know, the original Xbox and a a big CRT (laughs) television to my mate's house and then linking them all together through a little um hub and uh, make it look like all the Xboxes were on like life support or something <laughs> um and then just sitting down and gaming in the same room together i mean you know it's it's this something about just being with your buds and and playing a game you will love it'd be a real shame to lose that kind of aspect of the of of gaming so i'm 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 sure as manufacturers of vr headsets they'd probably be looking at trying to integrate some sort of social aspect but it's it's a tall order so there's it's a difficult one
0: yeah i would agree with that so in conclusion to this video do you guys have any closing thoughts oh,
1: i'm just excited for the future of vr <laughs> <That's> about it <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd, again, I agree with that. I'm looking forward to getting a, a VR headset and and gaming on uh, on Half Life. Definitely, that'll be um, yeah, again, a return to childhood. And yeah, I'm all for that. Feeling feeling as young as I possibly can for as long as I possibly can <laughs> is 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 up my street. I'm happy with that. You never
0: gotta get old, man. <laughs> That's it. Um, I am definitely looking forward to the return of Half Life, but I'm more interested in how well it performs and whether or not we get it uh, good enough to see a Half-Life 3 come out. I'm also interested to see if they take a successful VR uh, game, such as Half-Life Alex, which it looks like all po- all roads point to success right now with that game, and will they port it to the standard screens as well. I know it kind of cheapens the experience a little bit, but to hit the widest audience, the widest range, they're going to have to, I think, if they want to hit yeah. The most Absolutely. downloads and payments. Um, I'd be shocked if Valve didn't cash in on that.
2: Well, it's, it's, it's a wise business move, really, as far as, as, far as that's concerned. It just gives them, gives them the ability, the, the, the foothold then, to keep, uh, to keep making new Half-Life games.
0: Exactly. So, anyway, as always, I'm Chris. And I'm
1: Billy Nutwill.
2: And I'm Installation00. And we will see you...
1: On the next Krillicast. You're about
3: to
0: This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Billy. And I'm Installation00. And uh, welcome back again Installation00. It's nice to have you after the Monday podcast. Why don't you tell everybody about yourself?
2: Um, I'm a Halo YouTuber. I'm best known for my most detailed breakdowns of uh, of Mjolnir armor, uh, the uh, Spartan augmentations, and a couple of the ships of Halo as well.
0: Yeah, he's got a very epic and detailed channel. Go check him out. Go subscribe. If you happen to watch us and you're not subscribed to him, what are you doing with your life, um, <laughs> Billy? Why don't you tell everybody about your channel?
1: I'm Billy from Um and I put out gaming videos where people don't breathe into the mics, and instead we talk about <laughs> comedy and try to. Make, I listen. Every old video I made was just that, and I like I've I've tried to go not that my entire time, but. Uh, yeah we're getting out of that and uh but we're now we're kind of jumping into um comics and dc and marvel properties but uh yeah we just started a new podcast called crisis comics and cameos and we've been trying to do a lot more because um, i am a huge comic book fan so yeah and chris is my first guest on <laughs> my next episode that's coming soon where we talk about arrow and then hopefully spider-man sooner or later
0: and Billy's gonna snip out all the parts where I talk because I have no idea
2: what I'm talking about. Oh no! You're
3: fine. <laughs> no one talked arrow with me, so you're
0: fine.
2: There you go. It's there you real. go. See, I'm, I'm self conscious as hell that I get like breathing noises in most of my videos now. It's, it's like I, <laughs> early, early days. I was, exactly. Yeah, early days. I was I was like recording my my YouTube videos like I was Day or something, like leaning away from, like, every couple of seconds to breathe. It's like
1: <laughs> being self-conscious, you being self conscious, man. rain.
0: Okay, we're back. All right. Um, <laughs> so today um, is Tuber Tuesday, okay? And what we'd like to do on Tuber Tuesday is cover a channel that uh, at least one of the guests, or not one of the, well, I guess one of the guests, one of the um, people on the channel on that particular day happened to know. Because if nobody on the channel knows the channel that we're covering, then it's pointless. But, uh, <laughs> so today we're covering Covenant Cannon. Um, Covey. Obviously, Covey. Covey, Covenant, Nakai. He goes by a lot of names. Um, and he's got a couple of people helping him out that I can't remember the names of, so forgive me for that. Um. <laughs> Nakai, is that, is that how that's spelled? Nakai. That that's pronounced? Yeah.
2: Alright, okay. I've been doing that wrong.
0: Yeah, it's not pronounced like Nakey Jakey. It's Nakai. That's, that's
2: that's how I've been pronouncing it. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'll,
2: I'll have to change that.
0: There you go. Um, yeah, he told us last name. He's like, it's Nakai. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Um <laughs> And then I'm going to rewatch the episodes and find out I'm pronouncing it wrong again. But that's okay. We'll just move forward. Um, (laughs) So a little bit about Covenant Cannon. Um, Currently, he has 7K subscribers, which is more than what he had when we recorded with him. So something must have worked in the time period between recording these episodes, which is, uh, for anybody watching it on YouTube, about a week apart. But anybody who is actually on the podcast today knows... We recorded with Covenant Cannon last night, so nothing that we did had any impact on his channel yet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving forward from that, his channel was originally created on February 12th, 2016, so his channel is approximately four months and, like, some month, uh, four, four months, four years, a month and some odd days old. His channel has over half a million views, and you can find his channel by going to this... Uh, well, it's a bunch of nonsense. I think Covenant Canon doesn't have a custom URL, but I could be wrong. Let me see. Yeah,
2: it looks like it. Yeah. Let me double it's check. A, that. It's a, it's a see, for for a channel as high quality as his, he, he really needs some more subscribers. Let's see if it comes up. Yeah, nope. He, definitely does. he needs he needs to make uh, a custom URL. He's got
0: more yeah. than enough subs. I, th- I think perhaps he you know yeah
2: he, he needs a yeah custom URL. And he needs to like harmlessly plug himself at the end of each video and yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so his about me tab we always go to the about me tabs when we cover a channel just because we like to point out whether people have stuff there or not sometimes people have interesting stuff sometimes people have like a one sentence thing like halo <laughs> cannons was just i'm a halo nerd or something along those lines <laughs> that was it like okay Fair enough. um his says welcome to covenant canon here we will contain or here here will contain all covenant related lore species organizations culture and so much more the journey awaits Now, the thing I'm gonna suggest to him right out the gate, you need to have links to your other social media pages right here, because people can find them very easily right from this page if you list them. Absolutely. Two recommendations, custom URL, and links to your social media pages. Let's see. Um, So the next thing we'd like to cover on our Tuber Tuesday is what the channels are known for. So he's known for uh, videos about the history of the Covenant from the Halo series. Coverage of the Halo games in general, covenant military tactics, weapons and information, and then overall just lore about the covenant historical figures, heroes, and governing bodies. Anything to add to that? Did I miss anything?
2: No, that's that's a pretty good sum um sum up of uh of the content he makes. Yeah. I, I, of all the of all the Halo YouTubers or the sort of the more prominent ones. Yeah, he's the he's the one that does the the dedicated covenant lore and um and yeah, thank God for him for that. Yeah. <laughs> So his oldest video- I certainly don't
0: cover it as much as I do, or as much as I should, rather. His oldest video is his Covenant Canon teaser video, um, which has about a thousand views, uh, and it was put out on February 12th, 2016, has a really nice like-to-dislike ratio, so that's good. Um, <laughs> and then his most popular video, which is what we like to get into next, and it's always interesting to see when the most popular video occurred, because some people's most popular videos occur- in the middle life of their channel in the beginning of their channel like you're like okay that's how they got all their subs was their first video or like sometimes yeah. it's a really recent video and it means that their channel is continuously getting bigger bigger view counts as they put out more and more interesting content um so in his case actually his, his highest viewed videos all appear to be a couple years ago um, the most viewed one of his entire channel is the Goblin versus, or Covenant Goblin versus UNSC Mantis Deathmatch video. Uh, July 11, 2016, 30,796 views. Pretty good like-to-dislike ratio. Um, and the little description here says, the night after the release of the... Uh, I'm going to completely butcher this. Ungoy Rebellion video. I had the funniest idea of a deathmatch between the new Covenant Goblin mech and the UNSC at Mantis. Let me know what y'all think. So I haven't actually... Um, I think I watched this one. Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, Yeah. Anyways, uh, so his most popular video occurred in 2016. So either he has evergreen content that people keep coming back for or the YouTube algorithm is not doing him favors,
2: one or the other. Yeah, I think the YouTube algorithm is a difficult mistress to please, I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless you're uploading um, a couple of videos a week and you're doing it every week without fail um the youtube algorithm just doesn't recognize you um hey um, we're in good shape then yeah (laughs) um so the the fact that um the fact that like my i I was uh, when i when i started my channel out i was i was live for probably close close to a year um until i had a collaboration with that cart's ladder and when that happened that kind of skyrocketed and i've i tried to sort of you know sort of do a little collab with him recently um to see if I could help out his, his subscriber count a little bit. And I, th- I think I helped a little, um, but I think perhaps he'd be, um, he'd be well served to approach, um, a, a much larger, um, YouTuber. Um, hidden experience, really cool. He's always willing to, to collab with other people. Um, and I, I have actually got another collaboration video coming out shortly where I'm, I'm, I'm featuring covenant Cannon and, and practically all of the other major halo YouTubers. So hopefully that'll give him a bit of exposure as well. Um, but he'd definitely be well served to um to approach some of the other um, larger Halo YouTubers. Um, and as we discussed uh, before, we're also planning a Halo Infinite
0: launch podcast party is what I'm calling it. Um, yeah. Where we kind of want to feature all of the major Halo YouTubers. And I've already gotten basically everybody on board. We just have to get a good big group message going where I can actually lay down some dates and times for everybody.
2: That's it. Set Set the dates and yeah, I'm, you, I'm there. Um, um that'd be awesome
0: unfortunately right now the person i need still to be able to message is hidden experience he has not i have not been able to get him to send me a direct message first because i don't care if he follows me i just have to be able to talk to him um yeah so hopefully eventually that will happen and then i can set up the group message and coming canon was involved in that too so that'll be cool I've, um, I've
2: got a pretty good dialogue with uh with hidden expert i'll see if i can i can see if i can Force him into uh into cooperation. There you go, into submission. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> uh, anyways, um, so it the would next be thing iconic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I want to talk about the stuff we like about Covenant Canon. So I'm gonna let uh, Installation Zero Zero go first. Let us know what you think about
2: what the things you like about his channel are. Uh, the The fact that the fact that it's a dedicated channel to cover. Covenant lore is unprecedented. There are no other channels um, that do Halo, um, Halo content that is dedicated for the Covenant, and the, the Covenant are such a huge, um, a huge faction of the of the of the Halo in, uh, Halo franchise, um, and it's got such a rich um, a rich history and a rich lore. The, the fact that he does some of the videos, even I, I, a couple of guys um, that help him out, um, do um, some of the scripts in elite voices. They actually drop the tone. They make it a little bit more gruff. So actually feels like you're being spoken to by an actual leap from in universe. It's you know, then the scripts are written to kind of to kind of enforce that. Um so the fact that, that he actually he goes out of his way to, to give as much light to the covenant as possible is is really like a a testament to, to what makes him so unique um and worth subscribing to. What about you, Billy? What'd you get?
1: Um, I, I really like what Zero said. I mean, like, the biggest thing is he, even talking to him last time that we ended up talking to him, he's so dedicated to, like, the Covenant topic. Like, it, it really shows, and you don't see a lot of that on YouTube, because a lot of it's dedicated towards the military eyes part of it, like the human race. So, being able to kind of see a different side—it's like it's like I said last time, like it's like watching um, a World War II documentary where you know you see so much on one side of the war. It's really cool to actually see what the other <laughs> side was doing, and I I think he covers
0: that really well. I I think that his intro is one of the better Halo intros mm. I've seen on YouTube. I love this. Definitely
2: intro. better than mine.
0: I gotta go watch yours again now, so I can... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna compare I, you I, guys on I, I
2: purposefully lack an intro altogether because okay, yeah, his his intros are are, are really nice. Yeah, I like I like I, just the the covenant purple, the he- hexagonal style, um, the music that goes with it. It's just yeah, it's good. Cherry on the cake.
0: Absolutely, I think. Um, the thing I like the most about his channel, like like you guys have already said, dedication to the Covenant is unprecedented on YouTube. As we were discussing with him in the interview with him, it's like there is no other channel that covers the Covenant as well as he does. And yet, I would expect his subscriber count to be at minimum double what it is. If not, you know, ten times what it is. Because Absolutely. the Covenant are such a cool group of aliens, races, all together. And I remember reading through one of my special edition Halo game, um, you know, it comes with like a lecture little art book and kind of talks through the races of the aliens. This is really intricate for being a video game franchise as far as the development of the, the essentially the enemy, the foe, right? Mm. Halo has a very well thought out, deep foe for the Master Chief in the Covenant, at least through the original trilogy and uh what's left what's left of the aliens in four and five i think i think they're really cool um and i like how i think he said that he was extremely satisfied with five because of the environment in which it occurred in and i'm sure you guys know what i'm talking about yeah yep yeah (laughs) i thought that was really cool too um I just wanted to see if I could stump anybody. Nope. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. Not on this channel. <laughs> Maybe if it was just me and Billy, I could have got Billy off guard. But <laughs> anyways, um I, I just I find his enthusiasm to cover a specific part of the Halo series, such as the Covenant, which is wide and diverse but largely uncovered, to be very um motivating for me to continue to cover subjects that are more niche on our channel. I think that's really neat. Yeah. Uh, what are some things that Covenant Cannon could do to improve his channel?
2: I'd say... I, I I completely appreciate that, the grind. So just judging by the size of the channel, I would imagine, I mean, I, I, I haven't spoken personally to him about, um, about some of these aspects of, of his personal life, because I, I feel like it'd be a bit of an intrusion. Um, but I, I appreciate from my own perspective that the grind of, of running a YouTube channel while simultaneously say uh, going to, going to school, going to college, going to university, you know, working a job, you know, uh, raising a family is a really tough, Grind because um, mm-hmm. you, especially with the way the YouTube YouTube algorithm works, and 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 the way that it, you know, you have to be uploading a certain quantity of content and a certain quality quality of content, and it has to be a certain subject matter that people are interested in for it, even to recognise that your your content that's worth proliferating. Um, but I definitely think that that the, the 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 fact that there's there's, he needs to upload more videos, more recent, more, more often effectively. And the, and the only way he's going to do that is by, you know, sort of grinding a little bit and, 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 you know, meeting a bit of resistance and and trying to put out as much content as he can, but maintaining that quality level, um, just to try to push the, the YouTube algorithm to start pushing him a bit more because once it gets to a point, it'll, you know, like it will grow to a stage where the revenue that he'll, he'll earn through the channel, should start to pay and supplement any, any, you know, financial obligations that he might have. And then that would free him up even more time to put into even more content. And it it then becomes kind of a snowball. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just that, that initial grind. I know I completely appreciate it's a really, really tough grind. And, you know, I was, I was, I was uh, lucky to have, um, you know, someone like Eric ladder reach out to me and give me that, that leg up to, to grow rapidly. Um You know relatively soon after starting out, and um yeah I think if if he maybe approached some larger youtubers and really just you know sort of pressed his nose to the grindstone, so to speak he he could um he could make this into yeah into a its its full time income and and really grow the channel rapidly
0: now, I will say this um a lot of youtubers any anywhere from zero to you know, 10, 20, even 30,000 subscribers are afraid to reach out to people with 1.5 million subscribers, you know, 2 million subscribers. Those are just other people. YouTubers are all just people. Um, Definitely reaching out. The only thing that can happen is you can get turned away. You know, that's the worst thing that can happen. There's no reason to be shy about reaching out and talking to people whose content you like. Don't just do it (laughs) to get more subscribers. Do it because you enjoy the content that they put out
2: yeah absolutely i mean it's at the end of the day every single youtuber you know has been in the same position that 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 you are effectively you know if right. if you're still a growing channel every single youtuber has experienced that same period of 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 oh, Christ, this is really difficult to get growth and and I'll, I've got to make you know, X amount of videos this week, but I've got you know, family stuff, I've got work stuff, i got school stuff that I need to do. Every single YouTuber out there knows and appreciates that that is a difficult task and I'm more than willing to help out and to lend a hand, and and ultimately doing a collaboration with a with a larger YouTuber, even even if they've got you know ridiculous amounts of su- subscribers, the benefit to you is that you get massive amounts of exposure, and the benefit to them is that they don't have to make that they only have to make one less video that week because you're making a video for them. So in the in the great scheme of things, you know it's. It, it, it gives you the opportunity for growth while simultaneously kind of giving something back. And, and every YouTuber out there, the big or small, will go out of their way to help you out because they know what the struggles like.
0: Speaking of that, if there's any parts of the videos you want me to send to you, I will gladly send you any parts you would like <laughs> of the interview. Nice. If there's anything you want to reuse for anything later, just let me know. Um, <clears throat> let's see. So the other thing that I was going to say, because um, you... You already took mine about the collaborations. I've always pushed that on every every YouTuber mm. with, you know, even less than a hundred thousand. I would say collaborations are always effective. Um, yeah. The other thing I was gonna say, uh, I know that he's got, like I said before, he doesn't push his social media on his channel. Yeah. But his social media does drive to this channel. I see him driving here a lot. Um, what would be helpful probably is to brand everything effectively the same i think he's got a little different branding on his twitter which confused me initially at first so i mm. wasn't exactly sure let's see if i can find him
2: yeah consistent brand identity is key yeah that's that's why i try to i try to keep mine as, as cohesive between all the different platforms as possible it just it, it's a clear indicator that you are who you are yeah
0: yeah see it, no the banner is the same but he's playing one of the three elites on his channel Maybe a yeah. dedicated um Twitter handle they, for
2: the channel. Yeah. A dedicated cubby canon page or something like that. It's more than possible. I've got a couple of I've got a couple of um Twitter pages that I, I that I run. So yeah, yeah, it's a dedicated cubby canon page and, and and post that with the same artwork from the channel as well, just for some brand consistency. Yeah. Right,
0: because like, this is a cool picture, but this is definitely not the same as this. Yeah. So and maybe he does have one, and I haven't been able to find it yet. But I, I don't think there is one. I think his, his um, Covey Cannon slash Nakai Cabin. Cabin? Nakai Cannon. <clears throat> <laughs> I know he's trying to play the persona of the character on the channel that he is. I get that. But yeah. I think some kind of brand identity across his multiple social medias would help. Um, and then, like you said, some more some more collaborations, more consistent upload schedule. That's one of the reasons why we do this podcast every day of the week, you know, minus Saturday, Sundays, is because I have the second channel, Krillcast Plus. And on there, whatever I do on here will attract people, hopefully attract people, to the other channel when I put out my more creative stuff. This is our everyday grind. You know, we got a podcast every day of the week. Boom, 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 boom. And then Krillcast Plus, I just started my Donkey Kong retrospective. It's gotten a decent amount of views. I'm kind of surprised how many it got for me, barely putting any fanfare into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> more more than I would have expected. Within like a couple days, it had like 60, 70 views, which is no, I know it's nothing compared to some other channels, but for a channel that I haven't plugged in like a year, <laughs> it's pretty pretty good for that. It's a good turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've got like a couple of spare channels that we put the more creative content on, and I only plug it when it's done. So this podcast going every day of the week is kind of the daily grind, and then my more creative work I can then plug with my daily grind uh, videos, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, that's it.
0: So, um, what are our predictions going forward with Covenant Canon's channel?
2: Hmm. I so, uh, see, that's I think that's highly dependent. I I can't see that Halo Infinite is not going to include a, a Covenant aspect in some degree, or at least you know the Covenant races. Um, just judging by the, I mean, just judging by the storyline that's led on from Halo Five, there's a good chance there's going to be some Covenant dynamics. So, with hope, there's going to be sort of a return to form with Halo Infinite launching and, and um, the sort of older fans of the franchise returning to it, and 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 there being a bit of a population boom for the franchise. So I'm really hoping that um that if he takes on board sort of some of the little little tweaks, little improvements that could be done. He could see some significant growth um over over the next year. How about you,
0: Billy?
1: I think the same thing. I think if like uh, like Zero Zero was saying earlier, I think if he really, you know, starts putting his nose to the grind and you know, actually pumping some content out pretty quickly, I think he he's gonna do a lot of big things in the future, man. He's got a lot of good content and he does a great job at what he
0: does. I think uh as we were discussing with him, I don't remember if it was during the interview or a different part of the podcast we did with him. Um, he said there's actually Covenant toys that are Halo Infinite branded. So I would imagine there's going to be Covenant and in Halo Infinite, which definitely that serves guy. his purposes uh, to keep his channel absolutely. growing. And when we asked him if he thought he would ever run out of um, Covenant things to, dis- to discuss, he said, absolutely not such a diverse... Um, background and origin story to the covenant in general that he has more material than he could ever write for his channel you know he'd probably get yeah. tired before the content would get old
2: <laughs> yeah i don't i don't remember seeing a video on it but i'd really like to see him do a video on the lights of helios the sort of the, the special operations um effectively they're known they're known sort of widely as uh, the honor guard a guard ultras lights of helios um, I'd like to know a bit of law behind them because they're like ultra highly trained sangheili. That's definitely not. Did I spell that wrong? <laughs> yeah. No, no that I did it right. But it's there's,
0: there's no. A... I wrote covenant. Let's see. Navy Re- Redux. Anything on the like swords? He did Swords of San mm. No, I don't think he's done it.
2: Yeah. No. I like. I'd like to see that. If you there did a video really on that, I'd, I'd I'd paste that absolutely everywhere.
0: There you go. Do it, Covenant Cannon. Get it done. Um, what about you, Billy? Any closing thoughts? Uh, no, was, I mean, it
1: was a great time working with, you know, being on the podcast with Covenant, so I'm, I'm very excited to see the future.
0: And Billy would love to voice act for you. <laughs> I got your
1: back, man. I got your
2: back. You got, you got a good elite voice to you. <laughs> I don't know about that. I
1: got, no, I could be, like, the child that's screaming in fear of ah, <laughs> <the> Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's about my vocal range. Bye-bye, <laughs> <laughs> child.
3: Yeah.
0: Billy's like, well, I got my voice acting done for the year, okay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Covenant Cannon, you got an awesome channel. Love it. Hopefully we'll keep seeing the subscriber count grow. And hopefully your everyday life will get a little easier as your subscriber count grows and YouTube starts favoring you and getting you some advertising revenue. Um, but as always, I'm Chris. And I'm Billy.
2: And I'm Instruction zero, zero And we will see you.
1: On the next Krilly Cast. <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris.
1: And I'm Billy (laughs) Notwill.
2: And we have a guest today. Uh, Hi, I'm Installation00, or Mister Zero Zero, as some people have affectionately called me. And uh,
0: I'm actually not stalking him by looking up pictures of him. I was trying to find a good picture for the podcast. I forgot to change screens, so you'll have to forgive me for that. (laughs) That's a nice way of saying I'm stalking him. (laughs) It's okay. Today is the normal... Today is the normal uh, Wildcard Wednesday segment, but we're not doing a normal bit. Uh, in fact, we're going to be doing an interview with Installation Zero or Mr. Zero or uh, Mister Zero, Mister um, Zero Zero, Zero Zero, whichever which, whichever way you want to it's call him.
2: Roll roll with whatever you want to roll with. It's absolutely fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so I'm going to pull up his channel, uh, and we're going to talk about his channel and what he's been doing on YouTube for however uh, many years he's been doing it. Um, So, why not
2: in the the years yet, to be fair.
0: Okay. (laughs) Getting there. There you go. My bad. (laughs) Uh, You have to forgive me. It's been a long day. Um, Let Billy guess the first question. Billy, you got the script up?
1: Yep, absolutely. Um, So, Mr. Zero Zero, um, (laughs) (laughs) what inspired you to make make your channel all about the Halo series?
2: Um, Well, I've... I've been a fan of halo since like the absolute beginning, like 2001 halo CE. Um, and it, it just defined my childhood. It was, it was, there were games that I played and, and just got completely and utterly immersed. And I got the books, I got the comic books, uh, you know, figurines. I, the, I literally went full hog. I got the limited edition, um, Xbox 360 console. It was, I was fully immersed in, in halo. Um, I went through college, did electronic and computer engineering. Um, and then I went into university and did, um, computer science and material science and from that I kind of started putting two and two together so um, my interest in Halo sort of intersected with my sort of professional qualifications um, and I started sort of making sort of passive notes about oh maybe you know maybe armor could be made of this kind of metal or that kind of metal or maybe the systems that run it do this or do that um, and eventually, it got to a point where I had basically what was the beginnings of a script sat in front of me, and I thought, "Well, sorry, I might as well record this and and turn it into a video, just if nothing else, just to collate everything and have it as a, a an easy, digestible format." Um, and then I thought, "Well, I might as well upload it." So I uploaded the first um, most detailed series, uh, most detailed episode, which was the Mark Six, and uh, suddenly started getting views, and then comments, and then subscribers, and then suddenly, before I knew it, I was getting demands for doing other most detailed breakdowns and it just kind of snowballed from there and here we are
0: yeah you definitely uh, you definitely take it all the way down to like as low of details as you can get it seems like you spent a lot of time delving into the smaller details as Covenant Cannon was telling us last night um, when we talked to him I think it's really cool when somebody has that amount of interest in something to break it down as far as you have
2: Oh, well, absolutely! I mean, it, it's it's like I said, it's just the, the professional qualifications and the, and the two intersecting. I suppose just yeah, it was a a match made in heaven for those of us who are absolutely and utterly obsessed with extraneous detail.
1: <laughs> you're just to tell you, man, you're Pat. Like I've i watched a couple of um, I've watched you before too, but I've watched a lot in the last like day or so. But your passion is like amazing for this. By the way, like I, I just want to say that like it was really cool to watch your stuff.
2: Yeah. Well, like I say, it's, it, it defined my childhood and, and some of my, some of my happiest memories were were doing land parties with mates and, and, you know, with junk food and, and and soda and beer and whatever else. And just, just having a laugh sat around the really old CRT televisions. They're really heavy. We'd even (laughs) lug them to each other's houses. That's how, that's how much we were dedicated to the course. So, um, yeah, it it just defined my childhood. I'm, it's a passion and, and I'm, I'm pleased to be in a position where I'm, you know, sort of reaching out to a lot of people.
0: Yeah. I have to say, um, I I didn't realize your channel was only like July 7th, 2018. Is that true?
2: Yep. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's when, um, that's when the first, the first video went up. Um, and it's, it's sort of with most YouTube channels, it started really slowly to start with. Um, I must've uploaded a, a good couple of dozen videos by the time that, um, Eckhart's ladder, uh, found me, he'd been apparently watching some of my stuff. Um, and we did a collaboration, um, and he wanted to do like a kind of a an assess an an analysis of one of the um one of the UNSC ships, and I thought, okay, well, I've I've got to do you know something big to really make a an impression on you know <laughs> Eckhart, but also the the Halo community at large. So I thought, okay, sod it. he's he's going to give me like an eight minute video. On a on a UNSC ship, I'm going to give him a 38 minute video on the most detailed breakdown of the Pillar of Autumn, um, <laughs> and I was fully expect, I was fully prepared for him to like just go like, "I can't, come on man, I can't upload this to my channel. This is ridiculous." But he did it, <laughs> and I went from 767 subscribers to 16,000 um, overnight, which wow. was just incredible. So, absolute props to to Eckhart Salif for giving me the the, the break as as early on as he did. That's um, awesome. So, yeah, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of the goal I've had in the background of this podcast is if we ever got enough subscribers to make a dent at YouTube, we would definitely be shouting out the small YouTubers that we enjoy watching and bringing them on the show for stuff like this. Obviously, your channel dwarfs ours. So there's not going to be a whole lot gained from this for you, obviously, because your channel is so much bigger than ours. But it's still really neat to talk to people like you, and that's why I like doing this. So
2: again, it's, it's part of the ethos, isn't it, of the Halo community? I mean, Eckhart was nice enough to give me that that leg up into the into the Halo YouTubers community, and and since that's happened, I've collaborated with other Halo YouTubers. I've I've collaborated with smaller channels to try to sort of pick them up. I've I've even found you know sort of with with some of my more recent um, videos, so like the um, I'm doing a um, some analysis of uh, dr Catherine Halsey's diary so i, I found Ooh, a, a, I a, a voice, voice actor say. um a voice actor who uh, she's called Kat peterson she's on she's on twitter and and her her dr Halsey impression is absolutely phenomenal i mean it's it's literally like bang on um <laughs> and being able to bring that to light and and to see the response of the community to somebody who's got a voice that is so so similar to to, to dr Halsey is is great and um yeah it's just it's just nice sort of giving back in the same way that someone gave me the leg up in the first place, you know, that's awesome. So the
0: second question, since I've asked multiple questions that were not on the list now, um, the second question
2: is actually, <laughs> what content do you enjoy making the most? So the, the, no doubt about it. The most detailed obviously does sort of play to my, my desire for extraneous detail. Um, and that was definitely like a big, a big part of the passion of it. And it still is a big part of the passion of it. But like we were just saying, I think re- more recently it's started to shift a little bit, and I'm uh, the the Halo community that was so um, so powerful and so intertwined years ago, you know, sort of Halo <laughs> Two, Halo Three era, um, mm-hmm. is is I'm, I'm kind of feeling like there's the kind of a, re- a resurgence of that kind of community spirit coming back again. I'm hoping because Infinite's on the horizon, it's kind of a return to form for the franchise. Um, so more recently, the more content, the the content I've been enjoying more is, is things that are collaborative. So I've got a a new series called project John one, one seven, which is basically exploring master chiefs, entire military career from start all the way up to where he currently is in, in, in the timeline. Um, but telling it by using collaborations and contributions from people all over the halo community. So artists that, you know, draw, draw pictures, 3d renders, um, uh, voice actors, uh, people who can make some really awesome Halo-esque music. You know, the Halopedia for, for for the fact that they've got, I mean, Master Chief's page on Halopedia is absolutely ridiculously large.
3: Yes, it is. Um, and the amount of
2: detail there, it leaves very little for me to have to do. I, j- I can just almost, you know, read it through and it's just, it, it tells its own story. So it's an opportunity to tell Master Chief's story, but also the story of kind of the whole community and, how, and why we're all so involved with, this franchise so that that's probably where my my heart is at the moment with this with collaboration with the community
0: that's awesome well with that being said i think the next question rolls right up what you got billy so
1: speaking of halo infinite what uh yeah. what are you looking forward most to with it
2: um the return of mystery i think is is probably the 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 thing I'm most excited about Halo Halo C had so so much mystery you know the 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 forerunners were kind of enigmatic and the flood wasn't even like announced on the on the on the box of the game or in or in the little manual that came in the game it was just a complete like curveball it's like whoa what are these where do these come from it had so much mystery. You know, Mendicant Bias, this this deep ethereal voice on high charity from within the key ship, and his travel to the Ark in Halo Three, and and him talking to you through the terminals, and kind of the story of the Librarian and the Didact through the terminals. It's, it, there was mystery infused into Halo, and and I think it's it's a shame it was kind of lost a little bit, uh, sort of along the way. But the most significant new mystery that's emerged is is ancient humanity, and now knowing that Halo Infinite is going to be taking place. Uh, on Zeta Halo, and and the suggestion of of the of the rich history that ancient humanity has with Zeta Halo, that 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 mystery returning to Halo is is I'm absolutely and utterly pumped for. I mean, that's that's me all over. I'm going to be diving into every single possible little nook and cranny I can get. It's, <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. I so, really,
0: really hope that everything we're hoping for with Infinite comes to fruition because that would completely restore the faith in the Halo franchise that we've kind of lost with four and five.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm not saying
0: everybody's fallen off the bandwagon, because obviously haven't. A lot of people still played those games, but there's but a lot of It does feel different.
2: Yes. It def it does definitely feels different for the, like just being just popping into matchmaking now in, in Halo five and, and Master even Master Chief collection. It there's it does it just doesn't feel quite the same as it did back in Halo Two and Halo Three. There's something shifted. Yep. and i'm 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 hoping that's that's being reinfused back into the community and i'm hoping that those those gamers those Spartans that we see on our on our friends list that have been mia for you know the years since <laughs> halo 3 are going to come back and, right. and you know it's going to be awesome so number 4
0: definitely jumps right into what we just talked about is there anything in particular that makes you nervous about halo
2: infinite yeah um the, the, I think yeah, I think you started to, you started to sort of get onto it so with Halo Halo 4 lost quite a, quite a lot of the, a, a lot of the fans it I personally I liked it I liked I liked the fact that the story had kind of almost matured and evolved it was chief exploring his humanity um and, and dealing with mortality and it was more of a mature kind of complex narrative um but it also lost a few things along the way that resulted in sort of Halo 4 not being as successful as like Halo 3 was. Halo 3, you know, I'm sure you guys recall, completely broke mm. records in sales yeah. and everything. Um, then Halo 5, again, you know, it was advertised as being this kind of hunt chief, chief's gone AWOL. And while we kind of got that, it kind of felt like a cop-out at the same time. So that's like two games in a row that have kind of flopped for for Halo. Not not completely flopped, but, you know, haven't haven't struck the same... Um, the same resonance as the previous games and what i really i'm really worried about um is is if infinite like strikes that third time you know being kind of a flop i I really worry that that's going to be kind of almost the final nail in the coffin it probably won't be but it's just me procrastinating i'd imagine and you know coming to the conclusion that if it hit if it hits a third time round we're gonna we're gonna lose halo and that terrifies me absolutely terrifies me (laughs) at least halo the way we know it right yeah, absolutely. Yeah, then we'll get Halo Wars three next.
0: <laughs> yeah, not that there's anything Again, wrong with the Halo Wars games. I do like yeah. those. Hey,
2: I mean, the Halo Wars two proved that the the old and the new art styles could coexist and mm-hmm. and look awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 pumped to the possibility that Infinite's gonna gonna run with that same kind of kind of art style. That'd be that'd be that'd be brilliant. I'll be all over that. Yeah,
0: considering that we got uh, Halo one anniversary on the three sixty halo 2 anniversary on the xbox one what do you think the chances are of a f- complete remake of halo 3 on the xbox series x
2: oh i just see I, I know that officially or kind of officially they've said that there's there's not any intention to do so but i don't know that there's they've got to do something surely i mean with the power that the the, the series x is going to kick out um, and and the demand for kind of breathing new life into into the franchise, as as Infinite seems to be doing, um, doing that with with Halo Three and doing an anniversary, which is because it's not just that they just make make it shiny and make it pretty. Right, right, right. Um, they add they add loads of more you know, new content into the game as well. You know the terminals um, appeared in in Halo CE Anniversary and Halo Two Anniversary, so they're going to add you know loads of additional content to extrapolate more lore out of it and of course being a Halo YouTuber I'm a lore junkie so the more <laughs> the fact that they can give us the better
0: <laughs> I think it'd be cool to add like an extra Arbiter level in the beginning yeah or something along those lines
2: yeah I, I mean again I I remember when Halo, Halo 2 um, released people were kind of iffy about suddenly having these levels where you don't play as chief you play as this elite um, but I loved them. I I, I loved the, sort of seeing things from the Covenant's perspective, and I mean, I'd I even recall there being rumors years ago about perhaps making a Covenant-based game. But I, again, be, I suppose that could be that could be cutting room floor stuff. I don't know.
0: That could have been a really cool thing. We talked about that with Covenant Canon a little bit. Mm. I would have been after Halo Two if they would have just at that point split this split into a side series with a couple of Covenant games. They could have. Probably milked the franchise, but I think Bungie not being there, I think that might have been the end of that conversation. Yeah. Because Bungie wanted out at some point around Halo 3, ODST, Halo Reach time frame, right? So if they were working on something, who knows what happened to it
2: that's it yeah it's again it's just cutting room floor the hope is that there's still sort of ideas there that perhaps can be revived and and looked at a little bit more um more of a later date when hopefully the franchise is strengthened again to its sort of former glory right but um but yeah i'd I'd be all over that as well (laughs) (laughs) i think uh the next
0: question definitely definitely runs right into what we're talking about billy why don't you bring it up Okay
1: so um what is your favorite Halo Reach uh, what is your favorite and least favorite mainline Halo games Halo Reach um out of all the Halo games
2: oh, see that that's that's a question which I've wrestled with personally on so many occasions because they've all got their their own brilliant points um you know the sea was the the you know the 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 mystery and everything that Halo 2 you're on an absolute power trip Halo 3 you finished the fight it's just ODST's an awesome stealth mission you know it's I really I I I really struggle with that question regularly um but I think the one I go back to the most uh is Halo 2 I think um because the story was was rich it was you still had the mystery you You still got chances, you know, those quiet moments to explore and to to just like admire the the ambience of around you. And you still got those awesome action moments. It's Halo 2 is is one of those ones I could just keep going back to. And every it seems every time I go back to it, I find something new, something I hadn't known before, or I hadn't looked at close enough before, or you know, or something that just piques my curiosity. I think, oh, I wonder if that does this, or I wonder if that was intended to do that. It's just yeah. Halo Two, I think is if if pushed, Halo Two would would be my answer. Everybody
0: loves Halo Two. Uh, I have to say the thing that I just can't get over is watching the Chief flying towards the planet at the end of the end of the game, and he goes finishing this fight, and then just done. I'm like, yeah, hold up, you're finishing this fight, but you're not here. Where the heck did you go? What happened <laughs> here? And then I had to wait for Halo Three, and I was like. I'm so disappointed right now.
2: <laughs> and obviously, again, there was apparently there was supposed to be like a cut level, wasn't there? Like uh, at the very end there. So after he said finishing the fight, he was supposed to like fight through um four on a key ship, um, something like
0: that, yeah.
2: And that was co- I think that was covered in some of the the early um, Halo comics. And um, I was kind of hoping that when they did the the Master Chief Collection, they obviously gave Halo 2 the anniversary treatment that they were maybe going to kind of do a bit of a fan service and put that level back in.
0: That would have been awesome. But, yeah.
2: Unfortunately, no.
0: <laughs> Hold on a second. This video we're watching is that your yeah. own hand scribbles?
2: No, no. That's that's actually Doctor Halsey's. Uh, oh, okay. Doctor Halsey's diary. If that okay. was my hand scribbles, that would be. I, I'd yeah. I I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd be Doctor Halsey. Hands. Um.
0: Because it's just the page, right? I can't tell where it's from. I I don't yeah, know yeah. if I've seen that one before. Yeah, that, that page
2: is about the um the Lithium Niova scene that she uses. I was going to say, that, that's, to... Pretty,
0: that's pretty uh, impressive. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyways. Uh, <laughs> now that no, we got that out of the way. Um, <laughs> the, the reason I can't pick Halo 2 for myself, um, I'm just going to go over it really quickly, is because Halo 2 has that finishing this fight thing, and I always felt like I, I was cut short because of that. And that, and I do not enjoy the last brute fight. I know a lot of people do. I did not enjoy that. Mm. I did not like that. I didn't like how I had to rely on Sergeant Johnson. Um, On Legendary, uh, it took me a while to figure out that you still rely on Sergeant Johnson to make that work. I thought I could just, like, you know, (laughs) just... Beat the crap out of the brute, and I'd win. So nope. I,
2: I tried all sorts of different tricks. I tried getting like the banshee into the into the room, into the core room, um, by using one of the the, the cutscene loading glitches to get it through, yep. um, and then just yeah, try to fight him from above with the banshee. <laughs> but yeah, that that's a bit of a slog, to be fair. Yeah. Oh really? With the banshee? Yeah, yeah, just because you, you got to get it like you got to get it in through the initial door, and then you have got to immediately like nose up and like go up Ooh. and hit the ceiling. But then you got to kind of because then all the, the the environment is in your in your way. You can't see anything, so you got to kind of guess like an, an, a roughly diagonal line <laughs> to get over like the broken walls to bro- drop that back down. It's it's awful. <laughs> yeah, I managed to glitch a banshee through
0: um the, the highway level. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Um, you know where you go through and uh, you're supposed to be on... Essentially, you're oh, like going the through bridge. the city. Yeah. I got a banshee all the way to the end where you're fighting the scarab. <laughs>
2: wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I was like very dedicated to it that time to get through that's, that's That's the thing. Spending hours upon hours upon hours doing something that looks completely and utterly nonsensical. <laughs> like just beating a banshee past a loading point. And most people would look at that and be like, what the hell are you doing? But for us it was like <laughs> Yes, let's do this <laughs>
0: <laughs> And then I, I do remember getting the scarab gun one time. That was that was see, amazing.
2: See of all the things I've 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 done, I've not done that yet. I need to go back and do it.
0: It's pretty neat, definitely worth it. Yeah. So uh here's a question that I'm very curious about. What's your favorite uh Halo game as far as the music is concerned?
2: Uh, see, practically anything that Martin O'Donnell writes is just like it's just like orgasmic for the ears for me. Um <laughs> so uh again, it's you know, they all have each soundtrack has their own their own character and their own unique points. Um I've I've just got this constant and endless affinity for the Gregorian Gregorian monk chant. Um mm-hmm.
3: uh
2: so yeah I th- I think I'd probably go like yeah old school I'd probably be like the original Halo C soundtrack not the not the anniversary one the original C soundtrack cuz it's just that that mysterious Gregorian monk chant on the main menu screen is just like it immediately invokes mystery and 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 an ancient and it's just chills down down the spine even even the loading screen you know you just got that blue line move across the screen but you had that that monk chant that was just like one note but it was like harmonized it's just I'm I'm back in my childhood. That's it's as simple as that.
0: <laughs> I go back and forth between one and three because that piano that they use, the dun uh-huh. dun, yeah, it just feels so epic. I get yeah. chills every time. I, like I I can play piano myself. If I play that, I get chills from just playing it. Yeah, <laughs> with yeah. my own piano. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, just nervous remembering,
2: <laughs> remembering that first that first E strike. That you know the E chord that he plays when uh, the first Halo Three teaser dropped. Oh my gosh and it's literally just like that one note and then like the african savanna really slowly fades in it's like oh i'm i'm a kid <laughs> yeah
0: yeah you get the whole piano note and then it it directly goes into that almost that monkey that monk sound again mm. you know it's, yeah oh, you know.
2: <laughs> it's it's just you know you know what i'm talking about i don't got to sing yeah yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> that again the thing is, is you 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 scour the internet enough and you'll find you know people on tiktok um and Twitter finding the most echoey places possible to try to do the Halo theme tune. You know, even people you wouldn't expect who would know it are doing it. It's like, yeah, that, that shows that Halo has become like a cult phenomena. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it definitely has.
0: Um, speaking of Martin O'Donnell, did you see that? I think you actually were the one that tweeted it that I saw it, that he got copyright struck by somebody.
2: I can't believe that. <laughs> Yeah, his own music, right? So, yeah. So the company, the the company that apparently the, the, this keeps the, keep claiming this, or the YouTube algorithm keeps thinking is this company. Um, I've been, I was hit by uh, twenty one of my videos were hit by a copyright strike from this company in one night, um, and I went through and, and and disputed every single one. And then, literally, a couple of days later on Twitter, Martin O'Donnell tweets that his own song has just been copyright disputed. By the same organization that copyright, uh, copyright disputed 21 of my videos. It's like, he's the content creator. He created the music. You know, what rights do you have to this content? I wrote it. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine sitting there and like notice wait, what? Yes. Yeah, like, Somebody owns what? the copyright to my music? How is this even possible? <laughs> the, only, the only thing that yeah, I think the only thing that he, he put on his tweet was literally just "WTF YouTube." That's what he that's, put. It, yeah. That's it. Yep. Yeah, that's all that needed to be said. I actually uh, shared that with
0: another uh, prominent YouTuber. I, I, no matter how you feel about the guy, uh, the quartering, he actually covered it on his channel. The Martin O'Donnell yeah. tweet. After you sent it to me, I sent it to him. Or you sent <laughs> it. You sent it on my timeline anyway because you retweeted it. I sent it right yeah. to him. He covered it like hours later. <laughs> I was like, yes. We got this some legs, some momentum.
2: That's it. That, that that's that's gonna be my, my modus operandi for disputing any claims from that company in the future now. I'm just gonna like like superimpose an image from, from his tweet. <laughs> a screen dub of his tweet, just go, Well, you know, it's not even your content, it's this guy's, but you also claimed against him. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: you go. Yeah, Martin O'Donnell is like one of the most iconic music composers
2: composers in video games ever. I know, yeah. I don't know what it, it just seems to I suppose it's, I suppose it's in it's exactly his entire career is as a, as a composer a musician is just uh, culminated in, in just the right way to make music that's just perfect. perfect for that that kind of yeah, even not just the not just the music, just the ambience I've got, I've got like 10 minute tracks um, saved of just like the sounds of levels. You mm-hmm. know, like the, the the like the really deep hum that comes when you stand on, um, the Halo Three map Epitaph for long enough. Oh and yeah. And just I just listen to it when I'm walking. You know, I just go out for a walk, put the headphones in, and just listen to like Halo ambience. You know, it's he just he just gets it, and yeah, it. it, it i I was kind of hoping. Obviously, I know he went through like a bit of a rough time with Bungie, and 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 sort of severed his connections there. Or or was he fired? Was he was he fired? <laughs>
0: He was... Okay,
2: so I read through this dispute. I'll give you
0: a quick synopsis. Essentially, well, um, the work with Activision, um, they did not want to release the music he composed for Destiny. And he got very angry because he wanted right. to do that, and he also wanted full control, creative control over the music. Activision well, didn't want to just, give that to
2: it's him. his creation, isn't
0: it? Yeah, Activision didn't want to give it to him. They used other music in the trailers. He got very angry. Um, I guess he created kind of um, an aggressive work environment because he was not happy about what was going on, which I can completely understand. You're getting yeah. trampled over you're, when you're considered a like, kind of a prodigy in the industry of music. As far as video games are concerned, how could you possibly be overlooked by a company? Well, it's Activision. You know? I just, yeah, <laughs> they have no clue. Yeah. Um, That's it. So it's probably one of the greatest things I read that Bungie left Activision but what would have been even better is if somehow Microsoft said, "Hey, we got all this pocket change for you. Come to three forty three and help us fix." That's what
2: I, yeah. That's literally what I was about to say. I was kind of hoping that with, with him leaving, with him leaving, um, yeah, Bungie and an Activision, I was really, really hoping he was going to jump aboard with three, four, three industries because I know I know Joe Staten left as well, didn't he? I think you're um, right. Yeah, and again, I was there's so many so many times I was just sat thinking, "Come on, Joe, please! You know you love Halo." Just go to three four three industries, please.
0: <laughs> well, the worst part of it, right? He he. They were supposed to pay him out for his contract, and when they cut him, cut his ties, they took away all his bungee stock. Um, they took away all of his like. There's like three tiers of bungee stock that he had, and they basically, nice. basically said, "You don't get your founder's stock anymore. You don't get this. You don't get any payment for the work you did on Destiny. See you later." And he was like, "What?" And he lawyered up immediately took it to court and they actually proved he was one of the founders of Bungie, So that restored most of his money from the founder's stock. And then they yep. proved a bunch of other stuff and he, he got all the money he basically should have gotten. Good. good. I, I, I couldn't I wasn't believe aware of that. that. I couldn't yeah. believe they, they tried to cut him out of everything. That, I mean, I can't believe that. <laughs>
2: that's, a, that's a, that's a dick move.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So Martin O'Donnell, I would love to have you on the channel. If you ever watch any of our videos,
2: you are what, he seems like pretty hero. prolific on Twitter. Reach out to him.
0: I have been trying to. He's not. He's not been very uh, receptive yet. But if he ever see, I've, watches I've, any of I've, our videos, he'll know I love his stuff.
2: See, I've been trying to reach out to Nathan Fillion to get him to to quote a line from um, Edward Buck. Uh, oh yeah, for, I've I've been hounding him now for probably <laughs> for probably about four weeks. There you go. Um, I, I mean, I I get he's. I think he's just wrapped. Um, I think he's just wrapped shooting um, the rookie. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yeah, um, yeah, you are. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I'm, I'm addicted to it. Absolutely addicted to really it. Really good and show. I get yeah, it. yeah. I, I just find it kind of, kind of ironic that he's gone from being like, you know, Buck the ODST to Spartan <laughs> Buck, and now he's the rookie. Um, so, yeah, I, I've been, I've been really kind of ho- like reaching out to him and hoping that he perhaps lend his voice uh, just to narrate a, a particular quote um, that that Buck says about the Spartan augmentation, so I can put it into. A most detailed breakdown of the spartan 4 augmentations and i even tried to like i suggested that perhaps we could donate the the ad revenue to a charity to you know to a charity of his choice or to a charity of my subscriber's choice um but i've i've yet to receive receive a response so i don't want to hound him too much Twitter's but, a hard um, one to
0: get through on is that what you're using as twitter
2: no, no, I I know that um most of his Twitter posts um actually come through from his Instagram. He's got them linked. Um, oh, so I actually, okay. So I actually approached him directly on his Instagram. Um, but yeah, as, as of yet, uh, an unsuccessful endeavor, but I will persist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I've, I have learned to, to get people to respond on Twitter, especially Twitter, sometimes you have to tag other people that they're following because they won't see you post it. But if somebody that they're also following likes the tweet then they'll see it it's like i posted a tweet to um hidden xperia and he doesn't follow us so he never sees anything we put on twitter ever Mm. so he's very hard for me to reach out to but i tagged halo cannon and as soon as halo cannon liked it he responded i was like oh there we go (laughs) problem solved (laughs) so yeah twitter Twitter filters everything yeah twitter filters everything um it's, it's nuts because to get through to somebody, even if they want to talk to you, Twitter will filter it because they're not following you. And that, that's fine. You know Our channel is not very big. I wouldn't expect Hidden Xperia to follow us necessarily without knowing us. Um, but I appreciate everybody that's larger than us that does, which is really cool. I thought it was awesome that um, the few people, including yourself, have actually responded to us and talked to us about stuff. It's been really neat.
2: Yeah, it's very enjoyable. Thank you for having us. Yeah.
0: Um, Billy, do you want to get on that next... Uh, question, which is back. again, we're kind of right on topic. What uh, what Halo centric YouTube
2: channels are your favorite? Uh, we've we've literally just been discussing most of them. I um, <laughs> so I hate, I so I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, big shout out to to Eckhart Slatter. Obviously, he's the, he's the guy. I mean, he he does other content as well, but you know, he's the, he does some awesome Halo content, and he's obviously the reason that, that I became quite as as big as I did, as fast as I did. Um. So yeah. Big big shout out to to Eki. Um He probably hates that I call him that, but there you go. Um, <laughs> then again, I you know Halo Cannon. I've I've done the collaboration with Halo Cannon um, Toa Freak, as you know. Um, and uh, yeah, he he's awesome. I love I love his I love it. I'm, I'm I've been a Cannonite since before I was even Mister Zero Zero. So you know it's. I, I love his content. Um, Hidden Shakespeare, obviously a fellow Brit, and you know I, I absolutely love his dives into into the flood. Um, he did like a quite a, quite an extensive series uh, a good a good while back about the flood, and um, yeah, I was I was hooked, absolutely hooked. Um, yeah, then you got like some some of the other sort of more obscure ones. So you have got like um like uh, the Spearhead. So his his sort of animated looks at Halo. That's just yeah, he's he's got kind of a unique style. Oh yeah. Um and yeah, He's his kind of avatar. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um He keeps coming up with my suggestions.
2: You, you d- definitely follow him. It's, it's, he does some really good content. Um General Kid um General Kidd or General Heed, as he I th- I think he's known on, on YouTube because someone stole the um the YouTube tag, General Kid, I think. Um I like him because he he does a lot of the stuff like where he he tries to get out of levels. Like, I j- literally just watched his video today um about trying to do the warthog run at the end of halo c but using a scorpion tank instead and <laughs> seeing if you can actually do it it's like just 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 silly things that that we all did when we were playing halo you know try to get out of levels see if you can do this see if you can do that it's he just he just gives them an, a, a really awesome showcase um <laughs> then you've got like covenant canon you know he covers a lot of covenant law that i I don't tend to cover as as much and, and I, I do notice that quite a few um youtubers don't tend to cover covenant canon hey he got Um, the
0: 7k after last night hey good brilliant
2: um so yeah just just know there's like a a, a dedicated guy out there who does who does uh covenant lore is just is is really refreshing and 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 really nice and i'm i'm sure i'm i'm sure i'm forgetting other people but so they're the ones that sort of jump to mind most immediately um (laughs) (laughs) just kidding Yeah, oh, yeah, Krillcast. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> that is it. Most definitely. If, if, if you're not subscribed or, or following any of those guys, you need to, because, yeah, they're pretty awesome. <laughs> Including Krillcast.
1: I see the gun to your head, man. It's all right. You can just yeah. yeah, yeah
3: <laughs>
0: I oh, say man.
2: this with absolute and utter free will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That's cool though. I, I, um, the couple that you mentioned that I hadn't heard before was uh, Spearhead and um, General Kid. I definitely haven't heard yeah. of those two before, but I definitely want to go check them out. Well, I uh, tell you
2: what, one, one that's literally just jumped to mind. I, I think he's relatively new to the scene, but he's grown ridiculously fast. Is, um, is Same Token. Um. So these are these are guy? jumping to mind cause, yes, exactly. Um, these are jumping to mind because literally like. Uh, about an hour before, um, holy cow! The One point five million views. Yeah, he uh, he he seems to have emerged out of like nowhere. He's I think he's still a relatively new channel, um but the videos that he's uploaded have just sort of caught people, and it's kind of blown up. And it's yeah, I'm, I'm I've since 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 sort of popping onto my radar. I've been I've been hooked. Yeah, I, I mean he's, he again he does similar similar kind of stuff to me. He does like um really detailed analysis of stuff. I'm not quite to the nitty gritty like material science and stuff like that that that, that I do. But like I, I loved his video on um, hard light and how hard light works and slip space. He does that. He did a really good video on that as well. Um, and like I said, these, these are only jumping to mind because I literally about an hour before putting the kids to bed, I, I put a tweet out um, because I got an idea for doing a collaborative video and I wanted the opinions of literally like all the major halo YouTubers. And thankfully most of them have got back to me and said, yeah, they're on board. So everybody keep an eye out for a, a rather large, Collaboration between all the major Halo YouTubers coming up relatively soon.
0: Yeah, you're right. He's uh, he's not been around that long because he's got a bunch of videos from years ago, and then all of a sudden, six months ago, he started posting pretty often.
2: Yeah, it just sort of exploded overnight. And like, I, I suppose the YouTube algorithm must have just decided, yeah, yeah, we'll 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 push this channel. You know, now he's been active for a couple of years, we'll push him now. You know, because YouTube is infinitely wise in that regard.
0: Yeah, look, he just put he put a video called Halo Recapped. It must have been just the right time. Cause that's his yeah. 1.5 million view video, and then now he's got like boom, 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 and then what 300, 350, 400, 100. Every video he's put out has been at least 50,000 views since then.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, like I say, it's, it, it, it's just one of those channels that's if you if you don't know about him, he sort of you'll fly under the radar. But I I just thought you know he's he's new. It he seems new to the scene, and his content's really great. You know, give him a give him a harmless plug. Why not?
0: Cool, man. All right. um, The next question. Uh, What are your favorite non-Halo YouTube channels?
2: Uh, Vsauce, straight off the bat. Um, I I think because I I resonate with um, Michael Stevens. uh, He's a polymath, uh, um, and I'm an autodidactic polymath. Um, So if you you don't know what I mean, so autodidact means literally like... That that was a really interesting intro for V Source. Then I was right like, forever. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> him deep-throating a microphone. It's not that kind of content. Let's split it. I was like, Wait a saying? look at some of his stuff, but yeah, yeah. It's he does like really like interesting, like science and, and, and mathematics and um, I- interesting sort of information that he's dug out. He he kind of he asks a question at the start of the video, and then his kind of his recipe is that then he he answers the question at the very end, but in between you learn like a bunch of different stuff about a bunch of different things simultaneously. And, um, like I said, I kind of resonate with him cause he's, he's a polymath and, and, and so am I and a, basically a polymath is just someone who knows a lot about a lot. Um, and I'm also an autodidact, so I, I can teach myself subjects, um, to kind of, uh, you know, sort of fully literate levels with absolutely no assistance. Um, so he kind of, I, I kind of resonate with him, um, on that level. Um, I'm 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 quite passionate about cooking. Obviously, I have got a little family. I have got to look after them. I have got to cook for them. Um, so binging with Babish um, is another channel that I'm I'm really into because he does some really interesting stuff. I actually first found him because he made a he, he made a video that went viral uh, where he made the um, the SpongeBob SquarePants Krabby Patty in <laughs> like, real and then made it better. So you know, and plus his his voice is he's got like a nice velvety baritone, you know. Hey guys, welcome back to Binging with Babish—that kind of thing, you know.
1: That was spot on, by the way. He, <laughs> I, I've watched him a lot. He is fantastic.
2: Yeah, I, I'm addicted to. It. I mean, it's it's smashed burgers. Like that's like a weekly thing in my house now. Um, just because they're so easy to do. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 re- I'm really into cooking. So, yeah, Babby does it for me. Um, I like cooking
0: myself, but my wife does more of it than I do.
2: Yeah, see. In in our household, it's the other way around Like my my partner's not as into cooking, but I'm I'm like I'm all over it. I absolutely love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go, that works though.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. That they're, they're sort of two two ones that sort of jump to mind like straight away. I mean, I mean, again, I, I look at other you know I keep an eye on other stuff like um, Star Talk with um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, because um, again, I'm I'm interested with the cosmos, and you know, I mean, who isn't right? actually got like prescription glasses like about about a year and a half ago and i hadn't noticed how bad my vision had got and i when i got a confirmation that they'd arrived in and it was actually at night time so i went down to pick them up i went outside with them on for the first time looked up and like it was like seeing the night sky for the first time all over again and i literally just stood outside the shop for like 20 minutes staring at the sky people must have think i was like high or something it's just (laughs) 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 that's great yeah, cool. that, yeah, that's you, Sort of wants to jump to mind.
0: Definitely doesn't have to be all encompassing. Just, just a couple. Yeah. Peer into what other YouTubers watch. I think it's really interesting to hear what other people watch on YouTube when they're already a creator on YouTube.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's just sort of that information you don't often get to see. Right. That's it's nice. It's nice to sort of bring it down a level, because I I know it's quite easy for people to like. Uh, I mean, I've I've had sort of the the distinct pleasure of meeting a couple of people that have seen my content like in person and it's it's really odd for me because i I don't <laughs> view myself as anybody you know particularly special i'm just I'm just a guy who makes youtube videos i mean <laughs> that that's it that's that's me and yeah I've had people approach me like oh you're you're in you're in installation zero zero and I'm like, oh, okay, hang on a minute, I'm just a human <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah it's it's nice to humanize humanize people and bring it bring it down and 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 realize it yeah we 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 watch weird stuff we which we watch interesting stuff and yeah. It's nice.
0: Um, funny funny story. I, I've had something similar happen to me recently for who knows what reason. I'm like, wait a second. Somebody from my own area is one of my 120 subscribers. <laughs> like, what? Really? I Where's haven't shared it with like, anybody. I was, like, I was like, how is this even possible? <laughs> but yeah, it, it, was, it was bizarre because they were like, wait a second. I know you. I was like, yeah, you voted me most likely to be famous on high school in the yearbook. Don't you remember? Well, there you go. Now I'm on YouTube. No. <laughs> <laughs> so famous. No. <laughs> Providence. <laughs> All right, Billy, take it away at the next question.
1: Besides Halo, what other video game series do you like?
2: Uh, I'm. Uh, when Mass Effect was sort of, you know, yes! sort of first came out. <laughs> I, I was, I was oh. all about Mass Effect. I, mean, I genuinely, I would, I would, this was when I was at college. I would, I had like a little evening cleaning job just to, you know, sort of pay the bills, a bit of pocket money. And, um, I'd, I'd go to work, you know, clean what I needed to clean, come back home. And I'd literally just sit up until like two or three in the morning playing Mass Effect. Cause it was so deep. And so, you know, there's so, so many different storylines, so many levels of narrative that you could go to and all these little side missions and places you could explore i spent hours upon hours upon hours every night um while i was at college playing mass effect and and yeah i was absolutely utterly addicted i'm, I'm i was really sort of quite upset that, that andromeda wasn't what it what, what we were hoping for and it kind of flopped a little bit and i'm kind of hoping maybe they want to look at, at mass effect again and perhaps because there's been there's been murmurs i've noticed there's been murmurs online dude i think i'm pretty uh, sure yeah. all but confirm mass effect 4
0: yeah, yeah.
1: there uh Casey Hudson posted on n seven day November seventh 'cause i I am a huge like that mass effect is my baby um but <laughs> but uh they they confirmed that um they're at least doing something with the i p like they didn't say exactly what they're doing with it, but it's not like like it it doesn't seem like it's gonna be a spin off it seems like it's gonna be an actual iteration of the next um like like forward in the series and not back to the first contact war, which I would love to see, but I'd rather see any. Anything in the future. Sorry, I'm, I'm big into Mass Effect. I love it.
2: Awesome. Yeah, I, 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 that, that's, that's news to me. So I'm, I'm totally looking for, I'm pumped for that now. Obviously, we're not going to see anything at E3 this year, though, are we? Um,
0: <laughs> hey, still I, so still I forgot to tell to you,
2: people. Billy works for GameStop,
0: so he works for Reggie.
1: Oh, all right, <laughs> My boy. My boy. <laughs> Listen, it's a, it's a fun place sometimes. We're interesting, I guess.
0: I should have I yeah. told you that to begin with, because sometimes I will be talking to people and be like, Dude, GameStop kind of sucks, and I'm like, oh, Billy's on the cop. Listen, podcast. I, dude,
1: I, don't ever fight that though. Like, I will, I
0: will hear anybody
1: out because, like, I have heard some horror stories. Like, I, I don't speak for all of them. I speak for my own because I did. <laughs> cannot fight.
0: But yeah, Billy is like a super solid GameStop employee. If you ever somehow managed to go to Billy's GameStop in the history of your lifetime, yeah. you will understand what I'm saying when I say Billy's like the best.
1: I, I, I just like it. It's, it's working with games, man. It's, it's the best. That's it. That was it, it
2: passion yeah so, and then I just... yeah so aside, aside from mass effect i sort of I'm, I'm really into deus ex the human augmentation technology you know sort of the human revolution um and uh, mankind divided kind of mankind divided didn't quite hit the same the same level but yeah i'm really into deus ex crisis obviously who doesn't like crisis <laughs> um and uh probably quite an unpopular one anthem really I,
1: no i agree with you i anthem is
2: i liked it a lot too i thought it was pretty good i i i completely not get and i appreciate and i and i acknowledge that there are problems with the game absolutely i agree but something about the javelins something about the gameplay something about the world um and the the sort of the open world kind of aspect of it just yeah i, w- I was i was it, was it was a it was the first game in a long time that i was really excited about um so yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, hoping Anthem is is perhaps got some um, some good news on the horizon as well.
1: Yeah, the 2.0 update we are supposed to be Anthem putting out.
2: or Destiny. Ooh, see, I see, uh, I oh, I see, you got me in a you got me in a corner now.
0: Um, <laughs> You don't have to bow down a bungee anymore. They don't own Halo anymore. <laughs>
2: yeah. I I think I think Anthem. Yeah? I think Anthem, yeah. I I like Destiny, but it's there's a lot of space magic, I suppose is the only way I can call it. Um, and I making content, thinking about stuff, you know, imagining technology and things like that based on space magic is much more difficult uh than, <laughs> than imagining you know, imagining technology based on these awesome exosuits that are kind of cobbled together out of bits and pieces that are available to them, and you know, I, th- I think, yeah, I think it's, it's, I like things that are kind of not, not necessarily realistic, but like are grounded in reality, so to speak. Understand?
0: Um, I have to say, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, because I know you were talking about Mass Effect earlier. I was, yeah. com- I felt completely betrayed by that game. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, After it's, such it's, a great storyline from Mass Effect one, two and three. And I mean, then the
2: Reapers was terrifying.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Indoctrination Theory was amazing. I, I couldn't believe yeah. that they didn't just roll with that. Yay, like completely miss that. And then originally, right, Night Solar Public. I mean that mm. that's why that's what brought me to Mass Effect was Night Solar Public. Yeah. So anyways. Um the last question we have for this interview is if you were to expand your channel, what other series would you cover?
2: I kind of already have. Oh, um, Did I miss that? Yeah, it, it's very, very new. Um, <laughs> so it's it's not actually it's not um, it's not actually the installation zero zero. It's it's actually called Law Core or Law Multiverse. Oh, Core I, think,
0: I think you told me about this.
2: That's the one. Um, or maybe Halo so, Canada. We're, literally, One we're we're, we're talking. This is this is just like fledgling. Like we're just starting out. Um, I say we. Why do I use we? It's me. Um. So yeah, for this, I I I kind of wanted to make a a YouTube channel that has these different sort of cores, so to speak, that each universe is contained within, and I can dive into different universes and I can kind of explore more freely. It's not that I can't explore freely with Installation zero zero but of course it's. It's grounded in Halo, and I also like the Nano suit. I also like Mass Effect. I also like, you know, technology and transhumanism and and Deus Ex and and loads of other different franchises and technology. So it, it gives me the opportunity to explore other aspects of sci-fi technology and um, yeah, and uh, just be more free almost in in, in the creative process. So the idea is that at the start of each video, you start off as just like kind of in the multiverse, and then we kind of zoom in, so to speak, into a respective core um, where we then explore a particular a detail or you know a particular event or something within that universe. Um, so that's literally brand new, but it's you know it's starting to build a little bit of um a little bit of momentum, and a lot of people have crossed over from Installation Zero Zero to Law Caucus, of course. We're all gamers, and we all like things, you know, that are, that are similar. We all have like kind of overlap, and people who like Halo also like, you know, Mass Effect, and and this, that, and the other. So, yeah, it's it's got a lot of growth potential, um, but it's still very, very much early days. Yeah, this is the first
0: time I've talked
2: to a Halo YouTuber that didn't immediately go to Gears of War. <laughs> See, I I do like Gears of War, but. I, I, there's there's other there's other franchises that have kind of got my attention ahead of it at the moment. I, I mean, which is not to discredit in any way. Gears is an awesome series, um, but uh, yeah, there's there's other there's other things that I want to look at that are more immediate. Perhaps is the right word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have to say, I, I was I was actually a breath of fresh air to hear Mass Effect because nobody ever brings up Mass Effect, at least not anybody I've talked to except Billy. Oh, um,
1: I love it. It's and, and see, I-
0: I I, mean, love mass I, think Effect.
2: I I like Mass Effect because it's... I mean, I, the, the video that's actually up there, the Mass Effect ESO, that's basically the one, the one allowance, so to speak, that you kind of give Mass Effect is, is the existence of this element that when you give it a positive charge, it increases mass, you give it a negative charge, it decreases mass, and everything else in the entire universe links into that, that idea, that concept. You know, it doesn't deviate from it. It's not like there's exceptions to the rule you know, oh, this this is this way just because, because it's fun. Or, you know, the, which, is, again, not to discredit the rule of cool that Bungie tended to use in the early days, but, you know, it, it, it everything links back to this this Ezo. So that's why I thought best place to start covering Mass Effect was to start with Ezo, because then everything else links back to that. Absolutely.
0: Um, I personally would love it if Mass Effect did the first Contact War.
2: I think that would be the, one of the coolest games. Yeah. Probably of this decade if they did it. Yeah, because I mean, it's, that would be just after humanity found you know the, the 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 Prothean ruins on Mars, so we'd already be kind of having technological advancements, and then suddenly we come across the Turians, and yeah, it uh, would, be would be so
0: good. epic. Because most people playing it, if they're younger, have not played the Mass Effect trilogy, That's so it. what they could do is release First Contact War. And then follow that up with a remastered trilogy.
2: Oh, see, that's an idea. That's what they need That'll to do. Be, that would be that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Bioware need be... to be taking notes, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tag Bioware in this now. Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
0: Anyways, so is there anything else that you had for Mr. Zero, Billy?
1: Uh no, I mean I, I I will tell you straight up, you moved up on my list wholeheartedly once you said Mass Effect. Like I, I <laughs> you are fantastic. Nice to know. <laughs> I'm very happy.
3: That's very it. very good.
0: That's all, yeah, Billy.
1: Nothing crazy. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Is there
2: anything else that you had for us before we conclude this interview? No, no. Just um, thanks for having me on board, and and you know, I I love the format of the of the way the podcast works. I um, you know, I, I sort of first caught wind of it with um, with the interview you did with uh, Halo Cannon. Um and since then, you know, keep, keep, I've been staying tuned. And and just the the way that the way that it flows, the way that you can get, you know, the, the, your your people to open up, your guests to open up, the the content you cover, yeah, it, it's I, I'm all over it. So thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, and uh, we're looking forward to having you on for some more segments. Yeah, sounds good to me. Alrighty. Well, um, for concluding the podcast, what we always do is I say, I'm Chris, or as always I'm Chris, and then Billy will say, I'm Billy and then you can say who you are and then uh, I will say, and we will see you, and Billy say in the next Krillcast, and then you have a chance really quickly to say something if you want or you can just leave it be, and then I just hit the outro tab here and it rolls into the music, so um, you ready to go? Yeah. As always, I'm Chris.
1: And I'm Billy, not
0: Will.
2: <laughs> uh, and I'm Installation 00. And we will see you
1: on the next Cast.
2: Take it easy, guys. Bye, Peter.
0: This is the krillcast i'm Chris I'm Billy and I'm installation zero zero Why don't uh, installation zero zero tell us all about your channel uh,
2: I'm best known for my uh, most detailed breakdown series which is where I break down uh technology from the Halo universe to excrucious levels of detail um like we're talking insane like with you know the the material properties of the titanium a armor of the battle plates like the, the, we're, we're talking you know atomic scale kind of levels of detail um i've been uploading for a fair amount of time now and i've diversified a little bit of my content and yeah things are going well and then uh, filling in for will this week we're
0: glad to have installation zero zero um obviously and then billy over here is filling in for will who's been on hiatus for the last week and a half two weeks now um he'll be back the following week from this uh billy why don't you tell everybody about your channel
1: so I make uh, gaming videos where I try not to breathe in the mic that much, um, and that's going to be the tagline entire, <laughs> <laughs> the entire time I explain it. Chocolate rain Taste on day was actually the uh, <laughs> the inspiration to most of my older videos.
2: games away from mic to breathe. I love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we started doing comics, and now uh, we're we're doing a podcast for comic book and stuff like that, and hopefully soon you'll see us at all of your comic book conventions because it's going to be great. We're going right to be next to Kevin
0: Smith.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. But today is the rollback Thursday. All right, and we're going to be covering Halo Online, or more famously, the El Dorito mod. Um, Halo Online was originally released on the PC March 25th of 2015, but only in a closed beta in Russia, of all places. Um, Halo Online takes place on Anvil, a secret UNSC space installation where both the Spartan 4 soldiers and the Sangheili elites train for combat in simulated war games with experimental weapons and armors. The project was canceled in August of 2016. But a leaked beta of the game was used and modified with a launcher dubbed El Dorito that circumvented the region limitation and later added content and bug fixes to the game after the cancellation of the release. Microsoft has issued DMCA takedowns of this project multiple times over the years, although ultimately requesting that the El Dorito team partner with them to release a classic Halo experience on the PC. Uh, 343 Industries said in a statement that the studio was humbled and inspired by the mod. In 2019, Microsoft announced that Halo Master Chief Collection would receive a Windows version. The development team behind Dorito claimed that they had hastened its development by giving Microsoft a kick in the pants due to its success and high player numbers. They also announced that they would be working with 343 Industries to help implement mod support. Despite this, they stated that Dorito would not be shutting down or ceasing development. Um, So what we want to talk about today is we want to discuss the state of Halo on PC prior to the MCC release on PC. All right, so um, what was the last game on PC before the Master Chief Collection? Does anybody remember?
2: Uh, that was uh, Halo 2 Vista, wasn't it? Yep.
0: <laughs> That's <was> solid. That's. <laughs> Can you believe that? Halo 2 for Vista was the last. That's scary. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't include the unofficial release of Halo Online, even mm. though it is kind of a fully-fledged release at this point with El Dorito working on it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, think about that. Vista was that oh seven?
2: Yeah, Vista. Yeah, Vista released oh seven. Yeah, that's, that's... that's scary. <laughs> that's scary. An official Halo game since two thousand seven on PC. That's that's misrepresenting a huge section of the gaming community, and on Vista, no less. <laughs> yeah, specifically Vista. Yeah. Vista of all the platforms. I mean, Jesus.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's whew. <laughs> And then think about that, since two thousand seven till twenty nineteen. No Halo I mean, 2000,
2: 2007, That was that was Halo three. Yep. Halo three release, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: And everybody expected Halo three to be released a couple years after Halo Halo three on Xbox three sixty that it would go right to the PC and it never did. Wow. <laughs> Until now, hopefully soon that's crazy i mean that's like almost the hiatus for p at least for pc all right because we still got them on the xbox xbox one you know they were already out but for a pc only player the last halo reese 2007 that's like begging for half-life 3 at this point 12 years later hey we finally got it master chief collection everything's coming to pc glorious moment
2: <laughs> yeah, I I'm, see. I'm loving the I'm loving the content that the other Halo YouTubers are uploading of the um of the PC version of MCC because there is there is a notable difference in frame rate and in sort of graphics fidelity. Um, and for for me as a content creator, just being just being able to see that kind of level of detail and um and <laughs> try to get a hold of content of that of that kind of level to put into the videos is is really nice to see. And it's great to see that the um the PC gaming community has finally Sort of being properly represented by, um, by Halo and and actually having some content to, to jump in. I mean, I I even heard murmurs. There was, am I mistaken? You guys can probably correct me. There was, brief discussion about crossplay, or there was some some sort of mechanics they were looking at tweaking to keep a, a crossplay a possibility on the table. You are right about
0: there or not? Xbox versus PC. Yeah, I think that's still in the cards. Um, yeah. I'm pretty positive that with the Xbox Series X. That will be on the table.
2: I mean, that would be if 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 that goes through and, and and succeeds. I mean, they might even be using MCC as a test bed. If um if that goes through and works as well as as well as I hope it does, then Halo Infinite, if that comes with that kind of pre-installed, um, Halo Infinite will be probably one of the biggest games in history, because it will hit multi multi console but also be cross-playable. That'll be one of the biggest games in history that' be in, that'd be insane.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, no joke.
0: Um, so with Halo Online only releasing in Russia on a closed beta, right that never saw the light of day, except for El Dorito and that team that brought it together. Mm. (laughs) i love this video we have playing in the background
2: (laughs) it's john cena
0: (laughs) (laughs) so i want to talk about the legacy of halo online the shutdown of a game after beta and the non-release of the game overall um how often do we see that in the halo franchise i mean i would say that might be the only instance i've seen in the halo franchise where something was
2: so I'm aware of yeah. Um but the 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 very fact that 343 and Microsoft although they although they shut it down the fact that they extended an olive branch and said hey guys you know the, the, we appreciate what you've done we want you to partner with us and 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 you know bring about bringing the Halo the Halo franchise you know unique IP to the PC is it shows that Microsoft and and 343 industries aren't aren't just in it for the money. You know they're not just in it for for creating content that's going to generate some bucks they're, they they want to see what the community do they want to, they're, they're creating uh, halo for for the fans and and in this circumstance by the fans um, and that's just a really a really awesome thing to see from a from a, a games developer perspective um, that they actually appreciate fan creations in that regard
0: yeah I mean the biggest instance I've seen in the gaming industry recently besides this one was when they picked up the fan of sonic who did sonic mania and said hey do this for us officially
3: yeah i'll yeah. do it
0: <laughs> like of course duh
2: <laughs> all
0: you gotta do is ask thanks i'll do it you know what i mean like but who wouldn't
2: it's odd. amazing if, if, if i was making if i was make if i had the talent to make something halo related like proper proper in-game content and microsoft came to me and went hey can you do this for us full time i'd be like yeah obviously. right <laughs> like if they approached you and said hey we want
0: to do I some do. new uh, Vidox can you help us you'd be like yeah <laughs> yeah I can totally help you with that yeah <laughs> I think that's unfortunately a, a bygone of the Bungie era but I could be wrong 343 might do some new Vidox we'll see that'd
2: be a cool thing so. they, they, they were quite cool yeah
0: um, but I think it's unheard of in the Halo franchise to have a game be demoed like that other than mm-hmm. um, there was that rumor of the Halo DS game that I finally found out what happened with that. Did you guys hear about that?
2: Mm-mm. No, I'm not familiar with that one.
0: So a future guest of our show actually did a video on it. Um, and I'm not going to give away... Well, I guess I can say it. RGT 85 is planning to come on the show in the future. He did a video uh, um, about the Halo PSP stuff. Uh, the Halo PSP. Forget I said that. Halo DS. <laughs> Um, The Halo DS thing that never happened, okay? Originally, this developer actually took a first-person shooter game that was already made, skinned it Halo, and then tried to pitch it to Microsoft back when Halo 1 came out on the Xbox and said, hey, we should put Halo on the DS. And I'm pretty sure, because if I was working for Bungie at the time, I'd have been like, no (laughs) because if you just look at it the ds is not built for a first person shooter it's just not and i would almost feel like that would muddy the waters that's the only other instance i can tell you where like a demo surfaced and they showed showed video of it and it never came to light in the halo series Mm -hmm.
2: so it sounds a little bit similar to I, i i don't know if you guys are familiar with gary's mod yeah yeah so, th- so there's a there's there's a there's a Halo variant of the Gary's mod. We actually we actually ran a uh, the, one of my admins in my Discord server actually ran a server one on, on Gary's mod in uh, with this Halo mod um, on top of it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's sort of being able to create a game from another game with the the, the skins from Halo. Yeah, it it seems relatively popular, I suppose, because all the all the majorly difficult and tedious and hard work is done ahead of time. Um, but the fact that there's 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 people out there, there's fans that take time out of their own out of their own lives to create these, these um these games is just it's it's awesome. It's it, I, the Halo community are, are, are apart from pretty much every other community I've come across for being well being able to to contribute to the the franchises as extensively as as they do with Halo.
0: In this case, it was actually a major development studio that made DS first person shooters like that was their sole. Um, Their only real gaming, like, they excelled at it, right? Wow. So what they were trying to do was pitch it to Microsoft so they could produce a Halo game for the DS. I believe it was somebody that had previously been been licensed by EA to make a actually good Call of Duty on the DS. Wow. So, I mean, good, right? I mean, you you only go so good with the DS and first-person shooters, but this was about as good as it gets with DS and first-person
2: shooters. In I fact, just want to is, is envious.
1: I just want to know how they all got together and that was their big plan. Like right <laughs> in the beginning. they're like DS Halo, like let's do
0: it. Anyway, so uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the Dorito mod team, um, and the craziness. I mean, can you imagine sitting there and just breaking the code of what Microsoft put out for Halo Online and making it available to everybody like the Dorito team did? Do you imagine that?
2: well just i uh, uh, for, for me coming from a coming from a, a computer science uh, qualification background the 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 amount of attention to detail you'd need to have to go through the code of a game uh, uh, not just the game the game engine the, the 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 system behind the game all all of the fine code to be able to find the ways to crack the code in order to make it available to the public like that and and to be able to host it on a pla on, on a on a server or on a platform yeah the the amount of of attention is just I can comp- put I completely you know, hats off to them the, the the level of attention is just ridiculous that would that would absolutely burn me out.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, as, as somebody who's done hex editing for GBA games in the past, I can honestly say I cannot imagine going through code this extensive and reprogramming it to work um, for basically everybody. You know, taking away the the I don't know if you know this, but any I'm sure that installation zero zero can either back me up or deny what i'm saying altogether um <laughs> but when somebody region locks a game that's like some kind of encryption only understood by the particular computer uh computers produced in the region or consoles produced in the region with which that is supposed to be served and breaking that encryption is very difficult
2: yeah lies no uh spicy <laughs> <No, absolutely>. <laughs> It's literally, yeah. It's 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 fundamentally written to the firmware of the of the system, and to be able to find a, a workaround for that to make it uh, available to everyone uh, takes a level of dedication that I I don't think I've seen um, in in any other any other circumstance of like a, a fan creation. Um, and well, you're only going to get that here with Halo, really, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Most likely, I would guess. The only other community
0: I've seen from a first person shooter perspective with this much dedication, unless you include black Mesa um, is the, the people that do the doom mods. There's so many doom mods oh, out yeah. there. Doom fan base is, is unstoppable. <laughs> you know, It's like Halo. They're unstoppable. It's insane. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that's, that's where I'm at with that. You guys have any closing thoughts on this? Uh,
1: they just did an incredible job. I mean, I'm, I'm, Again, it's really cool to see this because, like a lot of a lot of the like El Dorito. Before you guys talked about this and before you sent it to me, Chris, like I've never even looked into it before. So this is really interesting. Uh, all credit to Will; he's the one that gave me this idea. Thank you, Will. I miss you, buddy. One day. <laughs> Hold one on. day. Let I'll me pull
0: you. up his lovely face for everybody.
1: <laughs> one day we'll see you again, buddy.
2: Installation zero zero. Go ahead. You got anything? Uh, yeah. Anything? Yeah. I mean. The, the fact that it got as widespread as fast as it did showed um, 343 Industries and Microsoft clearly that there was a huge PC fan base for the Halo games that, that, that were being unsatisfied, effectively. Um, so although although they were you know, received a cease and desist, they were kind of partnered at the same time. And it did kind of encourage or somewhat force the hand of 343 and Microsoft to produce. Um, Halo games for the PC platform again. And that's, that's, a, that's turning a frown upside down as far as I'm concerned.
0: Absolutely. Um, you, mm-hmm.
2: it, you know, although, although the Elder Rio kind of you know, is somewhat died, it's still, you know, it's, it, it led us to the eventuality that we find ourselves in now where the, the MCC has come into PC and, and there's clear plans in the pipework to release um, Infinite um, on uh, PC at the same time that it releases on the Xbox platform. So props to them, absolutely.
0: And I think somebody might be working on a campaign or maybe have restored the campaign for it. So that'd be really cool to see as well. Yeah, right mm-hmm. here. Halo 3 PC campaign, Dorito. Yeah, I remember hearing that. There's some kind of a campaign associated with this game. So that's pretty neat that they were able to the, do something with that. Uh,
2: that's cool in and of itself to be able to bring Halo 3 finally to... To pc that's awesome
0: it's not the halo 3 campaign it's its own halo online um it's as much small yeah that's what i I remember reading this it's like its own level a couple levels that were specifically made for halo online i don't know if the campaign was ever completed but i thought i remembered reading that there's this it's got its own campaign because you're on you're on the UNSC training planet where they train elites the saint Haley elites and uh the unsc soldiers there's some kind of a campaign associated with that that they had planned to release and i think they were trying to restore that as well wow so there should be some lore there i would think yeah yeah there's some lore for me to dive into that's there you go so yeah definitely go look into it more yourself but um i will as always i'm chris
1: and i'm billy nutwill
2: (laughs) and i'm installation zero zero and we will see you
1: on the next krilly cast Um,
0: This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And
1: I'm Billy.
2: And I'm Installation 00.
0: And why don't you tell everybody who you are in Installation 00?
2: Uh, I'm a Halo YouTuber and I'm probably best known for my most detailed series where I uh, I do most detailed breakdowns of Halo technology. Usually things like the, uh, the Spartan armor, the Spartan augmentations. But I've also been known to dabble in elite combat harnesses, the SPI armor, and some of the UNSC ships as well. And I've got Many more plans in the pipe work I've diversified since then, but that's what I'm best known for.
0: Hey, is you know one of your uh, most detailed videos is currently listed as private, really? Yeah, number seven in the playlist interesting <laughs> okay, just found that out. uh Billy, uh, why don't you tell everybody time, uh... look at that it's who you are <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I am Billy from Vizon Awesome. I make uh gaming videos where um you know, I try not to breathe as much. And just, <laughs> <laughs> just stop breathing it in general. Yeah,
0: yeah. and then Chuck in the rain. He's gonna hit
2: me with a copyright every video. <laughs>
0: he's on they're no, they're he's really
2: heard. short videos because you, you you pass out about halfway through. <laughs>
1: I didn't even make it to the end of any of the videos that I like, watched. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and uh, I I passed out all the way to making the Crisis in Comics and Cameos, um, where we, we don't breathe on that one either. And we just talk about a lot of comics. It's good.
0: Yeah, go check out both of their channels and go subscribe. If you're somehow watching our channel, the Krillcast, which is normally me and Will, but today it's me and Billy for probably the last time for a little while. Um, wow! Oh, jeez.
3: Well, you've been, oh,
1: on, here you've
0: been on here for two straight He's weeks. You've been on here for two straight weeks. I hate you,
3: Billy. See
1: ya. We
0: can only accept <laughs> the upper talents of Billy for so long before we get completely overshadowed by him. So.
1: Oh my God! Yeah.
0: <laughs> but anyways, if you're not somehow subscribed to Billy or Installation Zero Zero, pause this video. Go do that right now. There's links in the description down below. Go check out both their channels, subscribe to them, and then come back and finish this video. Okay? All right. But open it in new windows, because if you exit out and come back, it, like, kills the watch time. So don't do that. <laughs> watch time is, like, the bread and butter of YouTube, okay? So I mean, that's don't, that. don't kill, yep. don't kill yeah, our I'm channel. <laughs> Anyways, um, so today is Fandom Fridays, and I usually like to let the guests go first, but today I actually have two guests on the channel. Um, so I guess we'll let Installation00 go first. Tell us what you'd like to recommend to the audience.
2: Um, the highest recommendation, if you're a Halo fan um, and you're, you're you've got a proclivity to to reading, um, you need to. Oh, I mean, I suppose you could get the audio book. You need to read Halo: The Ghosts of Onyx. Um, it's it's one of those Halo books that's got a little bit for everyone. Uh, if you're into um, UNSC law, it's got a it's got extensive um, extensive ex- like exploration of UNSC law. Um, you get to learn about the origins of the Spartan program. Um, you get to follow the events of um one, one Spartan in particular, Spartan Kurt, uh 051, um, who's a really interesting character. Uh, even on Halopedia, um and in some of the extended lore, his his height has been suggested of being over eight feet in height, which in theory puts him as one of the biggest Spartans in history. Um, and uh if if you're into if you're into the foreign aspect of the law, there's you're you're on Onyx, which is basically Uh, I, i don't want to spoil too much but it's a it's a shield world um so you get huge amounts of forerunner knowledge um and you also get the covenant baying for getting there as well so you get to you get to experience a lot of covenant lore as well it's literally a halo book for every possible aspect of um of your your particulars of your enjoyment for the halo universe so i highly recommend the ghost of onyx
0: yeah it's um by the eric nyland right he does a lot
2: I'll of the
0: say, books. Yeah. it's not very expensive. Looking at about you know twelve dollar to thirteen dollar purchase, depending on if you go with a physical copy or the Kindle copy. And being that I'm a creature of habit and I love the Kindle, I tend to buy the Kindle versions. But yeah. hey, you know sometimes you can save a little bit of money and buy the
2: physical edition.
0: Um, definitely.
2: Very, even even the audiobooks are really great. They're, I mean, the the, the, the narration and the, the 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 voice tonality for some of the um, the audiobooks are fantastic um so yeah it's highly recommended
0: you definitely uh sold me i'll have to pick it up at some point in the near future um <laughs> i'm sorry that sounded like i brushed you off didn't it <laughs> i mean that sincerely i mean that sincerely okay <laughs> i'm sure actually if will was on here he would probably be like i already read that book it's pretty great because <laughs> will is a huge reader um i read occasionally i like i read um ken follett a lot of his, uh, ken follett however you pronounce his name I, I yep. like his books, and they're about, construct- they're about construction um, throughout the course of history um, with a political plot going on around it. And they're, they're pretty good books. Um, I guarantee you I'd like the Halo universe, and then I'd probably stick to reading that, like, and that would be it. And then my wife would be like, you nerd. <laughs> She's like walking in the room, what are you reading, Halo again? Yup, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Don't judge. Um <laughs> It is what it is. Um, Billy, why don't you tell everybody what you're going to recommend?
1: All I want to recommend is the fantastic, great, really wholesome Halo Reach. Um, God, I, seriously, I love, like, I try to beat the religion of Halo Reach into everybody I meet. I, I love that game. Uh, Noble Team 6 and Following Their Adventures is one of, it, it, it's really similar to, like, Star Wars' Rogue One, where, like, you know what's going to happen, you know how the story is going to end, but just watching their adventure the entire time, and watching Noble Team kind of get taken down one by one in this heroic like, like triumph is just such a beautiful thing to watch. Mm. Um, and being and it being the uh, the team member that you are, where it kind of just puts yourself in the shoes of being a member of Noble Team, um, makes it, in my opinion, feel more personal. Like you actually feel like you know you were part of that squad. Um, and it was a it was a really big change from going from Master Chief like. You know in every halo iteration they've done besides o d s t um into slipping into something completely different and, and still in Bungie's wheelhouse where i i just loved it i mean the lore fit in really well and uh it was just a really great story
2: Did so you... I find it interesting Why? I find it interesting that you say that um that that you you've as as noble six you feel like part of the squad because that's not what I got from um from my <laughs> from my playthrough of of Halo, I Sorry, I don't. I don't want to just crap all over what you just no, said. You
1: break my heart, <laughs> inflation's fine.
2: Hey,
0: I do want to stop Billy and you for one second. Halo Canon actually said that the lore from going to from Halo Reach into the series kind of broke um, the Fall of Reach book a little bit. Um, so I just want to say, maybe saying that the lore fits so well, I don't okay, know how I accurate did, that I
1: is. Did, I didn't read the books, <laughs> but just from going from Halo Reach, like I, I, I really enjoyed it for what it was
2: from from my talks with like um the the guys at the, the admin um halopedia there does seem to be like tiers of like what's like classed as like hard law kind of soft law and then like vague law um and apparently <laughs> the games do technically rank above the books uh, much to my derision um but yeah like going back to my previous point the 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 feeling i got from um from it's like like literally the first time you're noble six and you encounter um the rest of noble team Carter says to you that um, you, you're filling a position that a lot of the other team would rather leave unfilled. And I think in the, in the trailer that we just watched, the, the Spartan, Noble Six, effectively, that we see die, is not the Spartan you play as in the game. He dies, obviously. He doesn't get off of the, of the CCS class battle cruiser fast enough. And I think they were such a cohesive team before that that when he died, it left kind of a void in their team dynamic. And then the arrival of you as a new character into the the law, um, you, you kind of felt a little bit ostracized. The first person that really sort of bridged the gap was George, um, Spartan zero five two, and he was kind of the social like the social anchor then into the rest of the team. Um, but again, I, I just find it interesting that that's, that, that, that's, that, that was your interpretation, and I, I like that different people can interpret this you know the, the, the game in a very different way based on the subtleties of the of the story it's it's, it's interesting
1: i'll say uh i'll say this like i, I it's it's cool because i i really like how you took it too like uh because to me like it's kind of one of those stories in my own opinion where like you're dead right like where they you know you come in and obviously you're you don't feel welcome at all but like by the time you get to the last battle and you're you're in that last moment it seems like like without you you wouldn't have been able to get as far and yeah. like and they start and it feels like almost like they're relying on you like I don't want to say on that character at that point, but like like the dynamic seems to change for me when it you does. get to like the yeah. hardcore. And I and I like that. Like I absolutely I enjoy that.
0: Yeah. So I have to say Halo Reach, um the ending for me. <laughs> when you're in the legendary ending when you're fighting just fighting off elites and stuff. And you're just like slowly, slowly dying. It was like it was kind of an emotional feeling for me, so yeah. much so that I just kept fighting on for like an hour.
3: Yeah, I just wouldn't
0: let I wouldn't, let, that, I wouldn't let it die. I was just like, nope, not today. <laughs> 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 Get one more elite doom. <laughs> it just kept going. doof, <laughs> not today. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. And then finally, I like <laughs> the guy died, and I was like, start I- seeing I- the cracks appear on the visor. It's yeah. like no, a <laughs> <longer."> <laughs> all right, I'm just done. I just laid down, went to bed. <laughs> I felt so exhausted. It was, like, the weirdest thing ever. I've never felt that exhausted playing just, like, a standard controller video game as I did playing the end of Reach. I was like,
2: whew, it's over. Now we're creeping into territory now, aren't we? We're creeping into the rumor mill. Is Noble Six still alive? (laughs) If I'm playing as him, yes. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um... I'm going to recommend something that uh, probably a lot of people don't know about. I'm going to recommend this fan mod, Halo PSP. Um, it's actually, wow. I think it's been renamed Halo Revamped, um, but originally it was called like Halo Solitude. Um, I think this is still the same mod, but they took like the Turok engine, or is it other Turk or Quake? I can't remember which. And then they they completely redid a lot of elements of the engine and built this game. And you can see it Hold oh, on, I'll get to the part where he's playing it. It looks legit. Like, there's the icon, loads up. Then it comes up, Halo revamped. And then, once you get into the gameplay, it looks like a Halo game on PSP.
2: Legit. Through and See, through. The, just just, just the fact that it's like a, a, a Microsoft game on a Sony platform. <laughs> that's, like, that's like the the old rivalry coming coming back to the surface. That's just like... <laughs> blasphemous, That's really chilling. <laughs> but
0: yeah, they they spent it's like cool, but it's a just decade wild. on this mod. They spent and they were working on it when I first had a PSP in like oh five. Like Halo Two comes out, oh time to make Halo PSP. Like what? How are you gonna do that? <laughs> like this ain't ever gonna happen. And then I just happened to look at it recently. And I was like, holy cow, they finished it. You I know, mean, I had no idea until like a week ago. I was like this is amazing. Like, I, I don't, I don't remember them ever announcing this or anything. They probably just keep it under wraps. I probably just gave them away. They're going to get DMCA now by Microsoft. But <laughs> it, I thought it was one of the coolest things ever to see a team literally go through and rework an engine, put Halo skins into a game and then build an entire Halo game on a PSP. I mean, that is yeah,
2: dedication. That's, that's that is ded- Yeah. I mean, again, it it goes back to a to sort of a, a relatively consistent theme: is that the, the the Halo community are so uh, so different, so so much more passionate, so much more engaged than so many of the other uh, of the other game communities that I'm aware of. I mean, with the exception of a few, obviously a few notable exceptions. But um, the the passion and the and the diverse set of skills and creativity that so many of the people of the community have is just. So envious, and it's um, it's a pleasure to be a part of the uh, of the community and to to interact with people among it. It's it's awesome.
0: Yeah, and and I think if Microsoft would just go ahead and release, you know, I know they're working on xCloud now, which would be really neat. But if Microsoft, at any point in their history, had just released a portable console that would run Halo, none of this would even matter. Like nobody would be looking for a Halo PSP, mod, Nobody would be looking for yeah. the Switch to get the Halo Master Chief Collection somehow. <laughs> They just be like, "Oh, Microsoft uh, X Portable, or I don't know, X Pad, I don't know, whatever the heck they want to call it." Um, yeah. Boom, and then Halos so, on mobile, whatever.
2: That's uh, so, it. See, I, I, I mean, I did I did a video on the X Cloud, but um, I, I I get I might be recalling incorrectly, but I'm sure there was some sort of thing on Twitter recently, or relatively recently, um, where there was a suggestion of perhaps. Cross interaction between Sony and Microsoft, I may be incorrect in that but uh,
0: kind, of, uh, kind of kind of kind of they were open to it at least Microsoft would be providing the backend framework for Sony's live services. And I oh, think okay. Sony shut that down as soon as it hit the the air because they're like, we can't advertise we're doing this. Like you can't, you can't say we're using Microsoft products in the background. They can't do that. Like this is just <laughs> gonna hurt our business. And they're like, no, no, no. So they shut it down, and they're they're going back to what they were using before, I guess. But ah. they're gonna try using that whatever technology Microsoft's using to deliver the X Cloud. Sony was working on using that in their back end as well. And I think okay. they've shut that down since. That's so, a shame. Yeah it is what it is but um there is some cross play between like minecraft that exists um and like rocket league and a couple other games like fortnite see i'm a minecraft player i didn't know that (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty positive now that sony has dropped the barrier on minecraft but it's only like xbox owned games like if microsoft were to put cuphead on sony which (sighs) i don't think that'll ever happen but if it did um, they'd probably be able to break the wall on that one too. It's only when Microsoft puts their games on other platforms that the other platforms are kind of willing to drop that barrier. Except okay. Microsoft and Nintendo are kind of bridging the gap in other ways too. So we'll just have to see how it goes.
2: Wow, I feel, I feel like I feel like Owen Wilson now. I just seem to keep saying wow all the time. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, if you had watched the podcast back like last. Uh, would have been I want to say like August Will and I covered this this Sony-Microsoft thing but that was back when we were just doing like one 45 to an hour podcast a week and that yeah. was it and we reformatted sometime right after that so now we do dailies and I love the dailies far more than I liked our old version of the podcast So I'm very happy with where we're at now
2: it's a nice format, it is
0: really nice format thank you very much, I appreciate that Um, I I was really surprised when we were when we were filming with Covenant Cannon and uh, he goes I've never been on like a real podcast like you guys and I was like
2: oh thanks you just validated me for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i feel yeah, so it's much it's better, so better, better now <laughs> yeah uh, no, to, be, to be fair I've been, I've been playing this up to like the, the, the to the missus and the family pretty much all the weeks and oh, i'm gone I'm, I'm, i've got an interview on a podcast it's awesome yeah. and they're like yeah that's that's cool because you know they're not really techy tech savvy and don't have a clue what i'm talking about it's like oh come on <laughs> right, i just I want to be happy for me come on
0: <laughs> yeah my wife's always like you know, it's cool you got your thing that you do. And I'm like, do you even know what yeah. it is? Like <laughs>
2: that's exactly it, yeah.
0: Oh, it's cool you got your thing, that's fine. Right. <laughs> okay. So just so that you're aware, um, all of these podcasts will be available audio only form through a company called anchor.fm. Um, we released that just because we have like a few like five to ten dedicated people that just listen to the podcast, and that's fine. You're welcome to do that. I don't have a problem with that. But um, that's how I actually listen to our own podcast, because I don't always have the time to have YouTube open in the car, you know, rather just listen to the audio version, which is what I do. And then if I hear anything, then I'm like, ooh, that needs to go away. I log into YouTube really quickly, and I snip that
2: out. <laughs> <laughs> Anchor's an awesome platform. I've used that. I've used that for a few other of my projects in the past. So yeah, Anchor's cool. And it distributes to every other podcasting site. Yeah. You can find us on Apple, it so Google, Spotify, to get it. yeah.
0: everything. It's amazing. Um, I just want to take the time to thank Installation00 Zero Zero for his time coming on the podcast. It's been so awesome talking to you.
2: Uh, absolutely welcome, and, and thanks for having me. It's It's been an absolute pleasure to sit down and uh, and, and talk through the events of the week with you.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really awesome. I'm, I love doing this when we have guests on because a lot of times I've got it dead set in my mind how I feel about a topic, and then we get a guest on, and it's like, oh, you changed my mind. Now I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like forcing fake uh, that's great <laughs> like uh
0: billy with halo reach right he's like hmm, yeah that's true
1: i liked it no I, I will say installation you you made it you were really cool on here man and it was really i i like i like hearing other like opinions on things so that's that's really awesome so do
2: i yeah absolutely and it's, it's like i say it's been an absolute pleasure to, to be here with you guys it's awesome
0: and i uh, just also want to thank billy for filling in for will the last two weeks it's been so awesome having you back on here again and uh hopefully we'll be on the next time we have you on I yeah, either.
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, will you know all the best, and I yeah hope to be talking to you soon. Not to refute you in any way, shape, or form, Billy. But yeah. oh,
1: it's okay. Everyone just hates me. I get it.
2: You got the Kevin Smith look go in. It's it's oh, awesome. Does... <laughs> <laughs> You've been awesome. Oh <laughs> man.
0: An Anyways, um, as always, I'm Chris.
1: I'm Billy.
2: And I'm in Station Zero Zero, and we will see you.
1: On the next Crilly cast. (sighs) Dang it.